Are we ready to rock? Alright. A one, a two, are you know what to do? Fox and, uh, and, and it was, you know, Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, it was them, yeah. Wait, so Christopher Lloyd and... Um, Michael, Michael J. Fox, they got, they got along famously. Oh, they did? Yeah, that, that dichotomy of them, that almost like uncle and nephew kind of kind of chemistry that shows up on the screen. And it's like, oh, that letter's so beautiful. That was kind of real. Like, they really uh-huh. felt felt that way about each other. That's really sweet. You kind of cost, you saw that on the screen. You did. Yeah. You did. They almost, do you really think it was an uncle-nephew thing? Because it almost looked like a grandpa-grandson. Grandpa-grandson, well. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. <laughs> Something. Uh, absolutely. But that, that chemistry was real. They have these, um, if you ever get a chance, they're really, really good. They have the, this behind-the-scenes of... And then it's whatever show it is, and yeah. that's what they, uh, we were talking about that. And they have one for Star Wars, one for Back to the Future, and they they were talking about that uh, how you know they weren't really traveling in time, but they might as well have been because they actually had that soul journey together where they where they were just just like oh I don't want, I don't want it to end yeah you know, like <laughs> like really they really just got along and it you know it, it blurred that line between reality and. Uh, well they became friends and and, and that's that's what you want when you're having to spend all that time working together filming together you you don't want to hate the person you're spending yeah. all that time with. What do you? Hello. Oh, yeah, he, he paws uh, when he wants. Oh the, yeah. The Hello. Walter's <laughs> very needy. He will paw at you and get what he wants. Oh, he's but if he is bothering you, just let me know. And no, I'll just push you, him away. Walter could never bother us. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> Brent will likely spend the majority of this evening petting Walter. Oh, good. Good. Get <laughs> so him off my back. He'll get a massage. Well, she's hoping so, so she can do all yeah. the talking. Walter's Aww. been Walter's been a really good dog lately. He's been really relaxed yeah. and in his own element. Good. Kind of like his papa. I'm glad to hear it. Well, you know, he probably... Well, animals pick up on that... that Stress level. Stre- yeah. The stressful energy that... When things aren't settled, when the air isn't 100% settled and peaceful, animals pick up on that. They absolutely do, and there are times where I would I, I would have to spend some time, some days away from the house, and yeah. I'd go back, and it was like, almost like, I'm not trying to say it was just like I was on tour of military for months, <laughs> but it felt like it was one of those videos where you see the, the soldiers coming home oh, yeah. after a long time. <clears throat> Both Opie and Walter just rushed up to me, and... Opie stupidly, like, <laughs> just super excited, just yeah, wanting to be all up in my business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Walter, he like hugs you, oh. and not in the way that like you know he pull, steps, uh, stands up on both <laughs> hind legs and like wraps his arms around you. Yeah. He leans into you in a way where he presses his head in and like kind of nuzzles in right. this way that it just you can tell it's an endearing like embrace. Yeah, it's- Oh, it's really comfort, something special. Pure love. So yeah. Sweet. yeah, he's he's something he's else. He's a sweet boy. There's nothing like animals, the way that they communicate and the way that they comfort. You know, when I have my high stress days, I know that uh, Teppy, yeah, <laughs> that cat, that cat is a cat dog. I mean, Teppy is this big, you know, 20 pound muscular wild black cat. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he just, he'll get in and he'll walk up to me and then he'll like ram his head into me, like headbutt me. 
and then do the little like arch with his neck and like <laughs> rub up on me and like, okay, mom. Well, That's, he understands English too. Oh yeah, that it, it, I swear. Or I wish I wish he could it. speak English. I know he understands it. I wish he could speak the things that cat would say. Oh, things a dog would say. Yeah. Oh, well, it's pretty easy. Food, walk, <laughs> poop, water, <laughs> yeah, sleep, much. food, 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 food. Uh, I love animals. <laughs> do you do your cats? Um, do they like bite you in in like affectionate bite? Like they get so excited, like ooh, that feels so good. Oh, I like it. A Hattie will love nibble. Um, yeah. She definitely she she's a love uh, nibbler. Ra will just warning bite if she's been overstimulated. Too much petting, she'll give you a good little growl or a quick little eh, nip and, like, and back off. She's thirteen, so she can do whatever oh, she yeah. wants. And Teppy. You can really manhandle him, and he is just very, like, he's strong, mm-hmm. but he's also gentle. So he's willing to take it. Yeah. He, he just, just likes it. He just kind of just... Except he doesn't like to be picked up. You know, he, he'll meow. He'll go, meow. <laughs> you know, he'll bitch and moan about being looked at. can't watch his TV. Yeah, they all do. You, you, pick, it, you pick up and you, you change, change the channel with the remote, and Teppy will look at you like... Excuse me. I'm I watching. was watching that. <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting program. Knock that off. Yeah, I know cats like to watch the nature shows. Oh yeah, I watch well, that a lot. I, I am creating a natural, re- real nature show for the cats. I've got the hummingbird feeders out there, but now I put a regular bird feeder outside. Oh, yeah. So now, and we've got the the slider and the big kind of picture window out in the back, and so they can just watch all the birds and all the squirrels all day long. That's awesome. You guys have a lot of wildlife in your backyard there, mm-hmm. especially living in more of like a city, mm-hmm. urban yeah. type of area, right? Squirrels, birds, and feral cats. Oh, my. Much it. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, well, and I, I kind of make it welcoming as far as like the energy. And obviously, I put out the hummingbird feeders and, mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. And I even put hung a couple little like uh, bird nest starters in a couple of the trees. So if oh, they cool. wanted to, you know, make nests, they right. can go make nests and... So I'm, bunch of freeloaders getting free housing in the backyard. <laughs> I'm just I'm just pulling a Snow White. I'm out there, you know, trying no, to. That's fantastic. I think that um, you know we we've been talking a lot about self care and animals are yeah. are definitely in that realm of yeah. helping in that uh, just relieving the stress. And I think that not only do they just provide the the stress relief to you just by being sweet and cuddly and ooh i just want to pet you and but it also comes with the work you have you have to be disciplined to, to take care of them so that they're healthy so that you're healthy if you have indoor animals you want to make sure that everything's clean because you don't want a stinky house or a stinky cat yeah. box or whatever the case may be and trust me they don't like that no and so when they get pissed off they they stress you out and so mm-hmm. you know it's like a it's a whole cyclical thing like all, everybody talks about self care being work and it is There's there's a discipline to it. It's work, but it's so, so worth it. Oh, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, it's self care. If you're not feeling like you're worth it, I mean, like, who else is going to think it for you? Like, you you do have to start within and, you know, and therefore then expand outward from that energy. Mm -hmm. You can't um, expect the world to fix you. There's a a letter during the regular show today. We're recording this on. January 12th and um, mm-hmm. 2021 and um, on the ride radio show today there was a letter from a woman who is in a relationship who um, long story short she was just giving herself too much she was she was doing too much yeah. to try yeah. to maintain the relationship but she wasn't taking care of herself she yeah. just kept 
saying, well, if, you know, the, going back to the memories of things that were and just waiting mm-hmm. for those things to pop back up. But that does, that's not the case. Yeah. And you, if you stretch yourself too thin, then you're not going to be any good for anybody. And I feel like I got to that point and I stayed in that arena mm-hmm. for far too long uh, towards the end of last year. Probably a couple of months. Yeah. I, and it was a it was a point in my life where I just had to really take a look at what I was doing and the environment that I was in and, and just the whole stratosphere of how I was I was throwing myself more into work because that was the only thing that brought me joy. Yeah, it was co- it was a way to cope and a way to try to reclaim yourself. And in a, as a result of doing that, I wasn't getting enough rest. Yeah. And so my work was starting to fail a mm-hmm. little bit. So it was... the one thing that made you super, super happy, mm-hmm. you were starting to let that slide. Because, I mean, I know it's a cliche, but you can't pour from an empty cup. No, I mean, it's, it's it just it's the bottom line. And mm-hmm. if you don't put enough time into what your heart and soul is needing, what it's saying to you, you're not listening to that inner wisdom, that inner compass of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I tell a lot of clients this, you know, type of advice, too, it's just kind of putting some gas back in that gas tank and unplugging. I like to tell people to unplug from technology for, you know, even even five minutes. Well, extended period of time, at least. You just, know, and you know. just whatever you can do. Because, I mean, some people, you know, life is life. You, you have to do things. You have to, yes, you have to work. Yes, you have to do all this. But taking a moment to just step back. <laughs> And, and apparently pet a dog because Walter on. wants to <laughs> climb. He's climbing you. He's, he's climbing. You know, he is called a treeing walker coonhound because yeah, he climbs like trees. Climb, yeah. And you're tall like and a tree. And Brent, so. you are a tall drink of water. I mean, a tall tree. <laughs> <laughs> Made her snort. <laughs> Love that. Uh, he sure is. Um. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're yeah. so right about the, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I, I think that when when you... I was able to, to finally take some time away yeah. over, over the holiday break. Good. And, and, which, which I was glad to see. And it was almost an uncomfortable situation because I bought myself one-way tickets places. I decided I was going to really? go I decided I was going to go somewhere and I didn't know how long I was going to stay there. Oh, okay. Whether it be a day, 3 days, mm-hmm. where I would go next, I don't know. Which airport would I fly into? I don't know. Hmm. That stressed me the hell out Ooh, because yeah. I'm normally like, okay, this, 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 got to get here, got to get here, got to make sure I'm going to do this for work. And yeah. it was just a, there was a confluence of of conflict, but there was also so much um, healing in that process. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking yeah. in vagaries here because there's some other things that are going to come up over the next week. Um, yeah, we'll deal with that yeah, later. That we'll deal with later, but <laughs> primarily my my letting go was mm-hmm. one of the best things I could have done because it actually taught me that I I, I don't have to be in control all the time and I knew yeah. this you know it's one of those things that you're told all the time but if if until you actually force yourself to experience it it's never going to uh it's just never going to click yeah um there was another email today about somebody saying well about uh, talking talk about being a manager in america in corporate america yeah yeah and it, it, you don't know what it's like to sit in that chair until you actually do it to be mm-hmm. a boss of a major company yeah and um that's almost the same thing to be said about how you are just as an individual mm-hmm. you, you don't know what it's like until you actually put yourself in that position so um i, I feel like i did that and and I came back with a whole new sense of clarity, and it's just been a really cool experience to see just by flipping your mindset a little bit and putting it into practice. Yeah, I came back from from my little vacation, and 
I started organizing things. I started putting yeah. things in place. You had better and, perspective. Oh, and it, it was just like almost everything just, 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 uh, uh, it was just a, uh, not a butterfly effect, a domino effect. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. just started to, um, make more sense. And I, again, I'm sorry. Might have been the butterfly effect too. That's yeah. chaos theory. Oh, so true. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, maybe if yeah. I didn't go to this one beach on this one day, right. it wouldn't have happened this way, you know, yeah. but I did. And now I'm here and now it's really great. And you, you had to step away and out of yourself and out of your, out of ego and out of, and away from your fear and away, you know, and away from the control and all of that and really just regroup what your heart, mind, body, and soul Connectively, we're trying, you know, it's trying to tell you a lot of the things that happened to you over the, the last, you know, back half of the year, you know, mm-hmm. all with your, your health scare and all that kind of stuff that was going on was progressively your your mind and your body and your soul trying to give you messages and trying to tell you things. Mm-hmm. And so once you physically said, okay, let me just step back and really regroup, it was that moment of clarity that. It, it told you everything you needed to know. Yeah. It was like a hug from the universe. Mm-hmm. However, however you, whatever you believe, you know, it was God speaking to you mm-hmm. or, or whatever, the, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. It just felt like that. It was a warm embrace of the, of the higher power around us that just said, you know what? Everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And just, just yeah. chill out. Just relax. Um, by the way, I should probably mention who I'm speaking to. <laughs> you always do that. Melissa just mentioned <laughs> that she has clients and, you know, oh, what, what kind of clients? What are you people talking uh, about? <laughs> people. Melissa and Brent are uh, also known as Scooby and Shaggy from Sack Spirit. They're paranormal investigators from uh, SackSpirit.com. Yep. And uh, great friends of mine. And we've been spending a lot of time together over the last couple of weeks. We and, have. It's uh, been great. I'm Absolutely. very grateful for that. Especially a little alone time I've had with you, Brent, and, uh, and that little truck of mine. I know, right? Yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> Throw back to my college days. It was a... Uh, it was a <laughs> you know, I, I let Brent out, and, you know, here's what, how it goes. <laughs> it was a stick shift, too. Did you know that, Melissa? I did. Yeah. He talked all about it. it was actually, I, I'm acutely actually aware fun. of everything. It's actually funny. I, did, I honest to God, did not know... You know, you make assumptions, and because you're younger, I did not know that uh, that you could drive a stick shift. I'm like, oh, you know how to drive a stick shift. Good. Yeah, impress the old man over there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Two of the three people in this room know how to drive a stick shift. You know what? <laughs> look. Look. Nobody's ever taught me. and They're not making them anymore, so you don't really so have to whatever. worry about yeah. it. Pretty soon the car's going to be driving us, so. That's actually true. It's scary, yeah. isn't it? Yes. It is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing how technology works and how things crash. And Ugh. I just can't imagine, you know, a Google car going 75 miles an hour down a down a freeway. And I'm waiting for a transporter. Just, just beam me up. Thank you. I want the transporter. But then you get a fly caught in with the transporter uh, with you. And then you the, turn into Jeff Goldblum. Go. Or you could, you know, be... <laughs> Beamed up with you know your head on backwards and yeah you come out all ass backwards yeah, exactly <laughs> why didn't somebody tell me my ass was so big wasn't that from a spaceballs spaceballs yeah where he comes <laughs> I love that movie I just I, I just love that movie yes that's I a could, great movie. I could quote that all day and that would not be appropriate Perry Air <laughs> good thing it's the broadcast I can say random things you can say whatever you want. <laughs> Um, so what do you guys do for self-care? I know that's kind of a broad question, but yeah. what, do, what do you guys do? Start, Melissa, what do you, what do you, cause since you, you were an empath and you yeah. take on a lot of people's energies, Boy, um, how, do what I? do you do to take care of yourself and stay so grounded? Um, you know, that's something I've really had to work on. I uh, really had to learn, relearn, remember. <laughs> um, cause 
I'm, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not infallible. Um, you know, as None of us are. I, and, and that's that has come up for me lately of um, feeling the reality of yes, I'm an empath. I'm gifted. I can sense things. I can feel, see all that kind of stuff. But there is a level of humanity to me as well, you know. And so knowing that there are flaws in in the work sometimes, and I don't always see things that I need to see or know things I want to know, you know, it it, it is burdensome and, and kind of aggravating at, at times, but um, I just, I pause when I really, now I, I've kind of learned when I feel something coming up, you know, I, or I know it's a really hectic time or when I know that it's going to be, you know, busy, busy, busy. I try to literally carve out like, a, I think, okay, I've got three readings, you know, this week and I've got two cases this weekend and all right. So now I need to carve out a day mm-hmm. or I, I literally schedule myself downtime instead of just like oh well i have a day off let me fill it with a bunch of other stuff Mm -hmm. like wait a minute no let me spend an afternoon doing something that i enjoy it takes a lot of self-control just to be able to be like okay so wednesday at 2 2 p.m to 5 p.m i'm just gonna do nothing but Mm -hmm. bubble baths and 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 binge watch whatever show that makes brings me comfort or you know yeah and eat, it, eat a salad whatever the case may it's be. really personal to each you know individual mm-hmm. as well i mean self-care for some people is you know 18 holes of golf mm-hmm. um self-care for other people is going to be yeah that bubble bath that kind of that experience or taking a walk or a hike or being in nature or just spending a half an hour reading their favorite novel or um, you know, I, I use lots of essential oils. You, know, you guys have been talking lately about um, those drinks with the terpenes and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, essential oils are full of all the terpenes, the monoterpenes, the sesquiterpenes, all of those types of things. So, you know, it that will elevate and change your vibration. It will change the megahertz of your body. So, you know, getting out in nature mm-hmm. and finding or finding some sort of energetic outlet mm-hmm. Um, is really, really key and important. Whatever that looks like, it whether you know it's you know you're sitting there and doing a crossword puzzle or built you know building a puzzle or if it's drawing or painting. I mean, you really have to find your lane, your thing, your outlet. But you have to make time, even if it's a small amount of time. You think, oh, half an hour is not enough. Yeah, but it's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. The stagnancy, I think, is one of the biggest problems that mm-hmm. that we can all fall. Well, I wouldn't say a problem. Maybe one of the one of the easiest things we can fall into because there were such a self-serve, mm-hmm. uh, fast food service type of society now that it's just like you sit there with your phone and then I could just get lost in that. And then, oh, well, I'm hungry. Well, I could just <laughs> go, you know, delivery service and I don't even have to move. And, mm-hmm. you know, I basically just turn into one of those guys that just he doesn't even get out of his underwear and, and you know, turn, <laughs> convert my couch into a toilet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you, you really, you really Wait, do. Wait, that have... can be done? No, <laughs> cannot. <laughs> No, absolutely it shouldn't. It, shouldn't. it should not be happening. It really is just about pausing and, New and construction being... project. No, sorry, sorry. Bad dog. It's it's all about being mindful. Really, it's mindfulness. Yes. It's a mindfulness exercise and finding what what works for you personally. You know, there's not a one size fits all self care kind of regimen and it can vary for each individual day to day as well one day you might want to do something physical and active and you might want to go outside another day you might want to retreat within and just you know sit sit in a little warm corner of the house with a book it just you've got to make sure that you're aware it's an awareness and a mindfulness thing of are you constantly going and going have you not paused in the last two weeks to just do something that makes you laugh or that you enjoy, even if it is binging your favorite show, mm-hmm. it doesn't really you know, necessarily matter. 
But what I've found, and I've seen this in like a lot of my reading, you know, my clients, I assess auras um, with every private reading, mm-hmm. whether it's a phone reading or in person. Do you read privates too? One set. <laughs> <laughs> Just and I always so, say the same thing. It's usually positive too. Um, but with with the auras, I will see if there is something in the chakra system that is not flowing right. And if you don't let the energy flow through the body in the correct way, you can manifest a lot of physical symptoms. Mm. This can be digestive problems, um, back pain? back pain, um, yeah, body pain, joint pain, headaches, um, insomnia, anxiety. All of these things manifest if you're not having an outlet for the energy, especially the intuitive people that do this, it's even worse. Mm -hmm. And it clumps up in one of the chakras, you know, when the energy meridians that run through the body and say, say you're really, really clogging up um, in your solar plexus, which is right above your belly button. This is your power center. This is your, (laughs) yeah. This is the, the, not the doughboy place, but the energy center. (laughs) And it's just where all of your personal power comes from. But if you're so busy sacrificing everything for somebody else and you're giving your power away over and over and over again, and you're never filling that uh, area back up and and it's what I like to call energy equity. You're just pouring it out or people are stealing it and leeching it and vampiring it away from you. Eventually... It could lead to something where it'll affect the chakra systems above or below it. Mm-hmm. So below that, you could start to feel, you know, ungrounded, uh, fearful, insecure. Um, you know, if the chakras above it, then you could start not being able to communicate your needs, your wants, your feelings to yourself or others. Um, your heart will harden, sort of like cold, block itself off. Mm-hmm. Um, it can raise all the way up to like your crown and your third eye chakras. If you're intuitive, you stop being able to sense and pick up things. Um, and then, you know, all of this stuff can start to just domino through your whole body. And you're like, who the hell am I? Where the hell am I? Wow. What the shit happened to me? And so, you know, it's as simple as sometimes getting your butt outside, putting bare feet on bare earth, mm-hmm. touching the earth. And just and feeling that sun sort of radiate on you and saying, okay, let Mother Earth rise up through me. Let that divine, beautiful light pour down through the crown chakra and let it just radiate through your whole body and go chakra by chakra and just say, I'm, I'm welcoming the healing light. I'm welcoming the healing earth energy and allow that just to continuously flow through you, even if it's five or ten minutes, and then go back to whatever you were doing your vibrational the you know all your molecules are just they're going to be vibrating at a different megahertz a different frequency mm-hmm. and you might be able to kind of press the the reset button the the reboot like on a computer sure it's so. almost like if you picture the wavelengths before you ground in, in that mm-hmm. state that you're saying where you're just all blocked up and everything your, your energy isn't flowing the way it should it's almost like a either static or mm-hmm. just the waves are just going way too fast way mm-hmm. and, and just sporadically but yeah. when you get in tune, it's almost like you just get you get that the static goes away. You can finally see that uh, porn on Cinemax in the middle of the night because <laughs> because you bought the channel, so the static is gone. And then your your wavelength is just more long elongated and just smoother. If and... you're watching the porn on Cinemax, yeah, it probably would be elongated. <laughs> hey, this you is started a family, it. This is a family program. Not anymore. <laughs> So it's 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 
it's like for people that don't necessarily believe in this mumbo jumbo yeah. energy flow type of thing. Mm-hmm. If even if you just look at the things like you mentioned, like playing golf, yeah. or you know, or or, or knitting, or mm-hmm. or working on a car, or making a model, whatever the case, whatever your thing is, that is your sense of grounding. Yeah. But there's also that element of yes, getting outside. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a vitamin D deficiency everywhere, yes. and so. People avoiding the sun because everything is indoors is a problem, but mm-hmm. it just feels now it feels like with with everything that's happened in the world now that we've been forced to slow down, mm-hmm. I think people are starting to realize that outdoor stuff is the being outdoors is more healing to us. It is. I think that a lot of people can relate to the idea of well, if you're stuck at home, working at home every single day, people are itching to go places. Yeah. And there are places to go. There are beaches, there are hikes, there are things that you can go, parks that you can go, literally just take your shoes off for five mm-hmm. to 10 minutes, enjoy the sunshine, get yeah. that refuel. Even if you don't believe in it, just give it a shot. Well, like, yeah, and it's not, you don't even have to believe in it. Like you said, the mumbo jumbo and the spirituality of it. Right. I mean, and you, you guys were talking about meditation recently, I know mm. on, on the show and, and that kind of thing. And it, some people aren't meditators and, and that's fine. You. For one thing, you don't have to empty your mind when you meditate. That's a misconception. People think that, oh, you have to be totally clear. You can't think about anything. Your mind can be busy in solving, you know, equations. It doesn't really matter. Um, Like you said, working on a car, going golfing. All of those are meditative exercises because you're focused on something and, you know, that you're not obsessing about something negative. You're, You're trying to solve something. You know, whether you're creatively making something or just creatively thinking, Mm -hmm. it is good for the heart and soul. It doesn't even matter if it's like, oh, you know, I'm in a meditative state and, you know, om and all of that, 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 which is fine for some people. Sure. Um, Guided meditations are really good for people. If the ones that don't know how to just sit there and be, they want to hear a voice, somebody talking to them to tell them what to do. (laughs) That works for people. Uh, But even if you're not into the like the spirituality aspect of it, you know, just Imagine how you feel after you've, you know, maybe just taken a hike just in general or after you've, you know, crocheted a whole blanket, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just that sense of calm, that sense of accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that good feeling that you're receiving from this activity. You don't have to necessarily know about your chakras and your auras and all that, you know, woo woo, that that it's a beautiful, beneficial byproduct. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be aware that it's happening. What? What you're aware of is the difference between I've had a headache for three days or I've had really bad digestive trouble for three days. And, oh, wait, you know, then I went and did this really great activity that I enjoy, whatever, um, whether it's activity, hobby, your passion, whatever drives you. And then now you just you feel pretty good. You feel all right. You're balanced. You're you know, you're you're in in the groove. It's just the difference on how you physically and emotionally feel. Whatever name you need to give it, that's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Brent, how do you self-care? Just. You know, I was just going to add to what you're saying. Just take a drive. I mean, it doesn't have to be oh, that yes. complex. Mm-hmm. People used to take Sunday afternoon drives. You know, <clears throat> just to you know, just get out there. It doesn't have to be all about meditation and, and centering. Um, to, to answer your question, I, I think it's. I think there's an inner space and an outer space answer to that. You know, here in 2020, when it was 2021 when, now. <laughs> 2021 now, yeah, here you. Yeah, it, it feels it, like you know, 2020. No, I, but since 2020, yeah. you know, we've been yeah confined and supposed to stay indoors and not supposed to go anywhere and you know and and no large groups and you you can't do the group camping that people used to do or at least not supposed to Mm -hmm. um and i i just think for inner space if we're if we're staying home and that's what we're talking about then yeah sure you know um watching movies for me writing i like to get into that inner space of 
write something and just just create something uh, um and and just you know create a new, or like we've talked about create a new story or just journal um, mm-hmm. a lot of time a lot of times i keep a dream journal because my dreams are just camera <laughs> they are so <laughs> interesting yeah you showed me your cliff notes version of a really twisted dream where you lived like a lifetime within one night and i right? do that well, i do that a lot of yeah. a lot of times um i've actually had there's the, so there's a movie called inception where they have time compression in the dream mm-hmm. and like weeks can go by in one dream so i think my record is three months of uh three months of and this is like go, you know i could tell you the whole story going to sleep eating dinner you know waking up in the morning that that kind of time compression in a uh in a dream and it's uh that's the most severe one but i've had days uh days on end um go by in a dream and that's that's pretty common and it's kind of as you do work with some of these chakras and you and, and you start to open up what's known as the kundalini energy and that's sort of a different uh, probably a different discussion but as you open up that kind of energy and open up all all the chakras one of the things you find is that you have much more complex uh and much more real feeling dreams mm. so so I'll keep a dream journal um um but the the outer space answer before before covid and before i was a paranormal investigator that had had every every weekend taken i'm sorry uh, you know well it's great <laughs> I lo- solid. don't get me wrong i love what we do yeah. I, I love what we do and i love being able to help people um you know i go i go back to way before any of that way before i was really i guess i've always been a spiritual person but maybe maybe at a time in my 20s when I didn't really know I was a spiritual person. I was still on that that searching part of myself. And I was working for the Sacramento Bee as a uh, as a truck driver, <clears throat> a bobtail driver, and a, a warehouse foreman. And they asked me to – this is going somewhere, trust me. <laughs> but, uh, and they asked me, oh, can you run the whole place by yourself for six months? We're way short on people. And this was a, a four- or five-man operation. And I had to – I had to like hold the fort down for at least I you know for at least a six to to eight week until they could you know period until they could get some people hired, and by the end of that eight weeks, I was just done. I was just I was I, dude, I had not been getting enough sleep. I was I I was just worn ragged. I felt like a zombie. Uh, I had that wanderlust where I just needed to get out, stop the world. I want to get off. Mm-hmm. I called my friend. I called my friend in Wyoming and I said, "You know, what are you doing for the next couple of weeks, man?" And I had a I had a month's vacation coming. So after they did hire some people, I I was like, "Sayonara, I'm taking some time off," and I did. And I, I just got in the truck and, and I drove to Wyoming. Nice. <laughs> and uh, and, and visit my friend back there. And we we went fishing. That's one of my favorite outdoor activities is fly fishing, <laughs> um, and just just hiking in the Bighorns. Just how the Bighorn Mountains mm-hmm. they're beautiful. You know? And oh, yeah. uh, and then on the on the way home, uh, I decided to take a left turn in Albuquerque. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was really like like it was you're talking you're talking about spontaneous. I didn't have any hotel reservations. Yeah. I was just gonna drive across eighty and go home. Uh, you know, like I always do. Or you can go to the Idaho way. Either way. Idaho, uh, uh, yeah. Idaho, <laughs> uh, darn it! <laughs> you made me say it too. Uh, but uh, and I just decided, no, nah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And and I drove over the Bighorns, which is the wrong way to go. That's the opposite direction. I was actually I actually drove east when I was meaning to, not on accident, but I purposely drove east when home was west. 
I drove over to the Bighorns, I got an I-25, and I went down to the southwestern part of the United States. And this was all on a whim. Mm-hmm. And uh, saw the Grand Canyon, uh, saw Zion, uh, Canyon Lands, Arches, saw that whole area. That is a really, really energetic, really just, I almost want to use the use the term like like hollowed ground area. That oh, yeah. The energy of that area is amazing, the Grand Canyon area in general. And there's a lot of stories about that area. And I'm, you know, I would, I'll never forget the day I drove across Monument Valley. Fill your tank. There's this one town. There's, <laughs> there's this one town. I forget the name of it on I-15 in Utah. And as you turn off, the, you come to this town, and they say last gas for 350 miles. Uh, Folks, they mean it. Fill up, yeah. and they charge you. This was in the 90s, and it was five bucks a gallon. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> they could. Uh, they because so they it's got to be like what 25 oh, a gallon. Yeah, they, they knew they could. They knew they could get it. And the people wow. people have made that drive know what I'm talking about. Highway 50, the loneliest highway in America. That's what it's called. It's Highway 50 across Monument Valley, and I I just I, you know you can just recenter. You just get get out there, spend all day out there. It was uh, um, nighttime by the time I uh, by the time I got into the uh, you know I got into the Grand Canyon area, and I was just uh, it's just so amazing and just you know. Flip on some country tunes. I was driving 55 miles an hour because I wasn't in a hurry. Mm-hmm. You, you know, and so you just, could drive 55. You could, <laughs> yeah, well, I was driving a Toyota T100, so I couldn't actually go much faster. But no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ooh, smack talk. There's something about dr- driving. Driving is so meditative. For absolutely. Me. Yeah, yeah a, lot, absolutely. a lot of people find it to be very. Mus- soothing music on music off you just go places you yeah. don't even you, you're, you're untethered to the world you just go wherever you want yeah. as long as your car doesn't break down in wyoming oh well, there's that <laughs> well there's that <laughs> if i'd broken down in monument valley i'd probably still be there yeah. <laughs> well place. i guess i'm moving in well you know and you know the old west or you know with the ma- the high mesas you know like like the bugs bunny road runner type of thing yeah, you know yeah, yeah. it's that area yeah. Uh, uh, that, that's, Beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's it's that area where you have the high plateaus and the chimneys and everything, and cool. and uh, it's um, I I was just it was a real spiritual experience uh, for me, and and uh, I saw the Grand Canyon and stood on it was something everybody should do. I stood on the edge of the Grand Canyon and kind of looked into the abyss, and you re- you realize like the top six inches of that Grand Canyon represents the whole of humankind on this planet. And it just makes you think what other, <laughs> how, what what happened in those other layers, oh, like yeah, how right. many civilizations actually existed between those times. Well, We're it, small potatoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and yeah, um, not to diverge from the taking you know taking care of yourself discussion, but we talk about that a lot. The dinosaurs we know um, got snuffed out sixty five million years ago. Mm-hmm. Mankind, humankind, whatever you want to say. Sorry, <laughs> I, don't. Uh, uh, I guess you can't say mankind anymore. <laughs> but uh, humankind yeah, is. A million years old at the most, and, mm-hmm. and you know they don't even know about that. But we'll say a million years rounded off. It's probably less than that. But so the, so there's 64 million years that it's not that it's unaccounted for. We can go into it. I can show you the geological chart. They have it all broken down into the late Pleistocene and all this. You show me uh, yours. I'll show you mine. <laughs> you know, uh, but there really wasn't much going on on the planet Earth uh, that we know about. There was a lot of ice ages during that time. Um, and, and so, but there's really, it, you know, the, 
who's to say that there wasn't another civilization? Mm-hmm. And I can I can get off into the, the into the ancient aliens weeds and stuff. Yeah, there's actually evidence. There's yeah. actually evidence that there were other civilizations. But the, I think the, the the basic point you're making is just getting out and seeing some of these things, driving around, going yeah. places, whether it's far far from you or whether it's local, and just kind of. You know, doing something that takes your mind away from the kind of the hustle, the bustle, yeah. the daily minutia that we're yes. all yes. going through. The, this, the, the this, day-to-day malarkey. The stuff that really doesn't matter in the end, but mm-hmm. it, we make so important oh, because have, it yeah. makes our world go round. Well, we yeah. obs- we obsess and obsess about all these little like things and these little tidbits. When it just if you just take a moment. Mm-hmm. And just pause and breathe and think and just, I don't know. It's, I think that's a big part of self-care is starting with self. Yes. You know, realizing you, your little, you know, uh, meat suit, you know, your, your watery bag of electricity, <laughs> as I called it the other day. You know, it's yeah. like that whole thing. Like, you've got to sort of dial it in and take good care of that. Because if you're, well, if you're like someone like me who wants to be a healer and a helper and, and, you know, somebody who wants to give and and to provide love to others, you can't really do that if like, I mean, it's just, you know, it's like a backfiring car. It's, you know, it's, you have to start with the, the mind, body, spirit connection of you, and then you can pour energy out from you, this authentic energy, and you're giving of it freely. You're giving of it to people you care about with love and with respect because you, you have enough to give because you've saved enough. You didn't just dump it all over the place and spill it all over the place. Right. And then you're like, no, no, I'm choosing you specifically to give energy and time to because mm-hmm. I want to, because I care to do this. And then it's a more genuine exchange. You feel good about it. The, your friends and family and people you're giving this energy to feel good about it. And it's just, it's a better and more beautiful flow. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, whoever you're giving energy to, because they know it's from love, they'll give back in the way they can. And it's just, it's so much more beautiful and healthy of a dynamic. And it does indeed start with stepping back and making sure that you're in check first. I can attest to that because I've been taking time to take care of myself. And Mm -hmm. as a result, people have been pouring out of the woodworks. People I've already known, people I haven't known, people Mm. I've wanted to know Mm -hmm. have all just made themselves more present in in my stratosphere. And it's just, it's, it's created this huge cluster of love that I have not felt in so very long. And so not only to that, but it just makes you think about and respect those that are like first responders or doctors or um, firemen or, you know, all all, those people that put their lives on the line that are even more physical and, and mentally enveloped in the care for somebody else. Yeah. Not to say that what you do isn't like to that to that level it's, just, it's, in a, it's different a different way. vein mm-hmm. it's a completely different vein but it's almost like when you put spiritual 911 instead of yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> imagining emergency rooms you know what do they do what do those people that work in those those uh, in- industries mm-hmm. do for self-care and i had some time with to be able to spend some time with a doctor over my break and it was just it was fascinating to hear him talk about how self-care is so important yeah and and see it executed 
over time, over a, a period of time. That but what was one of like the things that he would do? Did he give you any examples of like how he? Well, the, the, it was restored? it was it was it was the, this friend and his wife who I joined out at Pismo Beach for a couple of days. Oh, awesome! Okay. And so I basically was was the third wheel to a uh, to an experience of just letting go, mm-hmm. enjoying the ocean air, going out to the beach. That is and... the best, by the way, for especially for empaths because yeah. you are right. sensitive. Enjoy so. the ocean. Yeah, and we went to we went to this place called Pirates Cove in oh, Pismo cool. Beach, and it's actually a beach on international waters. Huh. And, oh, yeah. So you you you, get, you step foot on this beach. And you know, there's no rules. It's a nude beach. You can do whatever you want, basically. Uh, you know, right. to an extent. Make no- note of this. Yes, <laughs> it is a be- huh. it is a beautiful spot. It's got a kind of a hike to it, but yeah. um, I'll I'll, t- I'll tell you about it later. Yes, please. And, and <laughs> where, where to get to it? But it is it is inc- it was an incredible experience, and it was just a it was almost like a, a childlike whimsy, hmm. you know, just to be able to just be like, let's just float around, let's just. Wander around wherever we want to go. Let's go get breakfast burritos at Little Bits if we want to. Let's go to, oh, wow. you know, let's let's, let's order uh, fresh crab from the place down the street, mm. and you know, wander along the beach to see these cascading sunsets that just seem to go on forever. Uh, it was dreamy, and, and and this is what they just, do. Just listening to it makes to me so yes. happy, <laughs> right? And I think that people are kind of are going to get that from from mm-hmm. listening to this. Um, this discussion because just hearing both of you guys talk about what you have done or been through for self-care yeah. has just given this warmth of, over me because yeah. it puts you in that mindset. And yeah. that's what we're really talking about here is mm-hmm. it's all about the mindset. Yeah, And if absolutely. you can, if you can put your, 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 your mind to it and you're back into it, <laughs> <laughs> then, you know, it, there's so much healing to be had and it doesn't feel like work in no. the end. Yeah. I, I, I I wholeheartedly uh, uh, agree. I mean, I I go out and I tinker in my garden sometimes just when I want to take a moment of, you know, maybe I've had a particularly stressful day, you know, this task or this task had to be done for my day job, you know, and, you know, it's end of the work day. Now I can take a moment for myself and I just go out there and I tend to my little garden, you know deadhead some of the flowers or, you know, pick some of the vegetables or do something. And just that, you know, yeah, it's quote unquote work Mm -hmm. because I'm watering the garden. I'm doing... But it's just this kind of quiet relationship with me and nature mm-hmm. and the plants that I'm growing. And, you know, and then I bring in this little basket of stuff that I've harvested and we cook it for dinner. And it's the like fruits and veggies of your labor. Yeah, And, I'm, and, right. I, and it just makes me feel like, ah, oh, yeah. this is right. Yeah. This well, is good. They say if you do something you love that you uh, never work a day in your life. Damn straight. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's I've been. Uh, dabbling in the gardening and, and plant realm, um, I have a friend Ariel who who kindly gave me a bunch of house plants mm-hmm. recently, and, nice. it, and like it just surrounding myself with life. Yeah, is plants some, are good. They for are that. they are great, and that's something that's always been uh, looming around in my in my world. My my grandparents were all gardeners, um, and, or still currently gardeners, mm-hmm. and I was just always so envious because I just didn't I didn't have any knowledge. But yeah. now that I'm 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 I feel like I'm drawn to the earth in this way that, that I just need to tend to plants. It's just something that's calling to me. So I'm as I'm doing it, it's becoming just, uh, for lack of a better word, second nature. Yeah, it feels It feels just good. feels right and feels normal. And and also people who like, you know, depending on where they live, you know, some people think they either they live in apartments or maybe they don't have a yard with a lot of grass or mm-hmm. things like that. And they're, oh, can I do this? Can I do that? Yeah. Container gardening and container, you know, that that's a totally a thing oh totally you can get these big giant 
you know, pots at Home Depot or wherever, you know, or one of the, some other box store or that type of thing and get a whole bunch of soil. You can grow tomatoes. You can grow cucumbers. You you can do all of this stuff mm-hmm. in great big, you know, I've even seen um, like this huge, almost looks like wash tubs that oh, like yeah, a big yeah, silver. Yeah. troughs. Yeah. Like yeah. A, yeah, a horse trough type of thing. And you could probably plant three or four things in there mm-hmm. and have an amazing, amazing little, you know, experience, whether it's flower gardening or fruit or vegetable gardening in your you know whatever space you really have available but bringing nature and life um, both into your backyard and into your house in the form of house plants um, is extremely uh, a really good idea just for just for the you know you're you're taking care of something so yeah. you feel kind of like good about this exchange and you are getting the benefits because that is changing the vibration um, at a molecular level in your own space. And I've never recognized the importance of that until recently. So having that incorporated in my home has just been so, so nice. And there's there's not just like the the, the trough style or like mm-hmm. the big barrel style of gardens. There's also like the hanging gardens, like yes. people putting them on the fence lines. Yep, you can do and that too. That, that's something I want to do because it could create even more of like a like a discretion between neighbors because mm-hmm. a lot of people live in smaller parts like apartments and, sure. and so th- where do you hang where do you where do you plant you can hang plants from mm-hmm. uh from terraces or you know from your balcony uh tomato plants that kind of thing yeah uh, you the, can you can do the hanging garden stuff you can yeah. do upside down they even have um i've seen these things where like you can grow tomatoes upside down like the dirt goes into like this uh, yeah. thing and then you they go the other way around most apartments won't let you hang stuff from the building <laughs> actually oh, i lived yeah. i lived in an apartment for 20 years and a lot of them don't well want yeah to obviously do you check your rules people do anyways but great but, but you can still figure <clears throat> stuff out and there's um for people who are really really creative there's even um hydroponic uh types of gardening yeah, buddy. Well, <laughs> yes there's that but oh, oh oh you mean like fruits and vegetables you can do fruits and vegetables that way as well <laughs> <laughs> there, that is a a form of of growing things, um, so you do have a lot of of options and and ways to do things. And, and speaking of like the vine plants and and that sort of thing, I'm actually gonna be planting some sweet pea uh, seeds. Aww. you know, probably when it's like after the fro- last frost and all of that. But they trellis, they vine. So if you get a little trellisy thing or some strings, and they'll grow all the way up, and they'll they'll provide a lot of um, security. Morning glories are another way to get that sort of blockage and um you know security feature as well That's and they're pretty yeah yeah and delicious i love sweet peas are they edible uh are no, these, they, edible? these are the flower ones oh that's right that's um, right yeah, yeah, yeah but they smell gorgeous mm. and you know they're snow great. peas are the edible ones yeah right. snow peas are good too yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you uh, grow whatever the heck you want man that's what's cool is that the, as long as you know what you're doing the, the basics at least mm-hmm. you just kind of let it let it let nature take its course and just hot foster it and then mm-hmm. you're good to go um Brent, do you garden? I have a little bit of a brown thumb. I've learned Aww. some stuff. I've learned some stuff from Melissa, so a little bit better. I have a funny story about uh, apartment gardening, actually, <laughs> because you know, I mean, ob- obviously, you you know, where I grew up and everything, I'm very much an outdoor person, and and I still am, or was before COVID, anyways. Uh, but uh, you know, living in an apartment that was that was new, I had to find some of those inner space ideas to find my leisure time. Uh, so I decided to plant a garden, and uh, you have to use planters. Uh, and I just had them on, on the ground, and and I uh, planted I think sixteen plants, and and uh, as you know, I think there's like there's Brussels sprouts and snow peas, and you know, you were starting things. from like little tiny seedlings though, too. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Which should be exactly, noted. and and I didn't really. Uh, I should know plenty about gardening because we had we had a, a garden the size of half a football field and 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 Worland growing up. I guess my mom did most of the garden gardening. We just watered it, 
but uh, I come I come out of, uh, several mornings later. Well, you know, the so they, they 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 cropped up. All the little seedlings cropped up in the soil, and I was like, oh, cool, it's starting. And I was, I was so happy, like all my little plants, my my little garden in the on the balcony is going. And I come out one morning. And there's 16 holes where my plants had been, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, the, and the, the blue jays are just, and the blue jays are just flocking all over my balcony. And I'm like, Damn you it. little probably jerks. probably should have thought of that. I, I just picture Bugs Bunny going through like underground and just going. That is the the frustrating thing about gardening, and and I actually did have some frustration. Um, for a little bit with my garden, I ended up with um, what they're called. The, one of the names is tomato worms, but they go on other plants besides tomatoes. Mm. But they're these little green bastards. And anybody out there that gardens knows what I'm talking little about. Little green bastards. <laughs> so descriptive. They, that sounds like a band name. <laughs> I love it. They're little jerks, okay? And they were chewing my spinach. and put holes in everything. And they put holes oh, in. I, I was, oh, I was livid. And, and then, and then, the nerve of these little turds, they went after my geranium plant that I had bought that like years and years and years ago. And I'd brought over, I moved it over because, you know, we bought a house this last year. Congratulations and, again. Thank you. Thank you. And, still working on it. Uh, we're still doing little oh, things with it, you know. That's, that's and, um, what owning a house is, right? Yep. Oh, always, God, yeah. Oh, yeah, always something. Two more weeks. <laughs> Lots of projects. Um, but, uh, you know, so we were, you know, doing all these things and I, I went out and saw my beautiful geranium. It was actually a geranium that I bought right after my grandma had passed. And so it was like an emotional thing. Right. And I see these little turds chewing on that geranium. Hey, I, I'm all about organic and, you know, homeopathic and all this. I went and found poison. I just, <laughs> no, I was killing them. Okay. I, 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 I they were gone. Nice. They, they went away. Yeah. I couldn't. She declared war. I declared war Good on them. You. They, they were going to <laughs> eat. Set up a healthy boundary. But I'm, I did. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about gardening from you. I didn't know any of this. I didn't know any of the, these little leaf worms existed that are on the bottoms of leaves and yeah, and, and they, they destroy have, everything. And they, they match the color of the leaves and, no, they, hide, and they hide underneath them. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's good to know. I'm a little green bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I have man. ways to kill them if Two you ever have this happen. Yeah, good to know. Uh, the, uh, Brent, you keep saying inner space. Now I just have to ask you, what's your opinion on the movie Inner Space? Oh, Dennis boy. Quaid, it's Martin. been a long time since I've seen that movie. I thought I think it's a neat concept. Now that everybody's all worked up about the about nanotechnology, yeah. right? Ant-Man. So it kind of throws back to that. I really meant more. Interspace of the mind when I said that, but I know. Uh, but yeah, it's I I saw the movie. I think I saw that in Warland. In fact, uh, that, that was one of our uh, movies in, in uh, right after we graduated from high school, right. if I remember right. So it was released in 1987. So you saw it in 1994, right? Because <laughs> right, exactly. Well, 88 was when we moved to California, so that would have been the that would have been the summer after I graduated high school. Cool. And yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that at the Warland Theater. We had a twin cinema, mind you. So I mean, that oh, was that, that was, time a, that was a big time. Two that was screens. Up <laughs> we we didn't know what to do with ourselves once the twin cinema came into town. We'd always just had the Kirby, uh, the the Kirby Theater it was one at a time, and usually a year late. So yeah. the twin cinemas, I have to say, they did better. They um, it wasn't a year wait anymore after they came in. Well, was they only, could play two movies at once. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. They reduced that. They reduced that weight down down to like three months. It was oh, great. Nice. <laughs> but what did I think about the movie Interspace? Um, I think on Interspace, I thought it was ridiculous. Oh yeah, uh, and, and silly. But uh, it, but it also makes a valid point. I think, and that is that that 
the the human body or in any inner space like that is just as fascinating. You know, if you if you get out a I guess kids don't do this anymore, but if you get out a microscope and start looking at stuff under a microscope, you realize that on the microscopic level and on that inner space level is inside the body. The human body is an amazing machine. There's a lot about it that even now we don't understand, especially with the way the brain works, especially with the way the subconscious works and how that plugs into the the universe and things that it shouldn't know but does. Um, so I, I think that there are a lot of micro worlds out there that, that we don't always think about. I wanna, I, you know, another movie that really um, illustrated this really good in a, in a fun but sort of ridiculous way was you know, the the original Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that was I, a cute little movie. I love that movie with the, you know, where they're writing the ant. Yeah. Like, Giant you know, blades of grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, so you know, so you, if, you are, if you're a ladybug, think of think of how the world looks to you. Exactly. You know, so. I, and how big Rick Moranis looks to you. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> that, I, I just brought that up. I think up. it's fascinating. It's like, yeah, I, and I brought that up just kind of like as a throwaway, kind of like, yeah. ah, walk, 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 walk. but that you, you, you make a great point about how the, the various levels of, you know, if you look at different things from different perspectives, it all looks kind of the same. Like we're, we're, we're in this microcosm at various levels of our sizes yeah. and, and mm-hmm. our existence. If there, there's, there's this really cool side-by-side picture that this never – it always kind of just pops up in my mind because I think it's so cool. There's the map of the human brain and the electronic currents that run through it. So mm-hmm. it's almost like a topographical map of uh-huh. all like the electrical currents. And on the other side, it's a map of the universe and how all the electrical currents are running through that. And then the black space in between that is it, it, it looks almost identical. Oh, that's like so it's awesome. A, it's a web of energy that just it's almost like a, a carbon copy image of each other. But different locations yep the brain the universe we're all we're all one man mm-hmm. it's all it's all well, just... ener- energy is energy yeah you know at, at the end of the day that i mean that's a big thing with our the spiritual journey that we're you know on and the things we help with it just it's all currents and and energy and blips you know and but it's it's all in this soul web mm-hmm. we're just all kind of dancing around energetically together not just here in our physical form but i mean the spiritual realm is constantly around us. Most people just don't happen to see it. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. I, I feel like I've been, uh, over the last m- couple of months, my I've been able to squeegee my my spirituality eye or, you know, my third eye or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, little little roto-rooter, yeah. huh? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think um, we were talking about how when you get those blockages in your chakras and your energy isn't flowing right, I the reason why I brought up static is because when I close my eyes, I I feel like I can see um, energy in a way. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and I think it's hard to explain, but when I when I was blocked up, I took some mucinex. Or no, that's not mucinex. What do you take for the uh, blockages? You know, constipation medicine. Uh, ah, that joke failed. Uh, I would edit this out, but wah, I'm not gonna. Wah, no. wah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> It is. Thank you. I took some X-Lax and then I uh, and then I felt like I had a a, a very uh, profound experience because no, let's just. I bet X-Lax out. Let's just. Not a profound experience. On. <laughs> on. Um, I was I was um, 
closing my eyes and I was seeing static. It was okay. just like a fuzz, almost like a TV, you know, just on the wrong channel and just yeah. using the bunny ears and that was it. And it kind of freaked me out because normally when I close my eyes, I could see a flow of ribbons and lights and, and Interesting. colors. colors. And, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. almost like a psychedelic, like you're watching the iTunes uh, graphic equalizer type of thing mm-hmm. back in the day when you'd watch, listen to music and the yep. visualization thing on it. That's kind of how I see energy flow when I, when I know that things are, are going. Yeah. Well, and lately I've been feeling, I've been seeing that, but it's been happening in, in when I open my eyes too. Like, for example, I was walking down the beach um, down in Pismo and I was looking at the sunset and the sky was flickering, almost like the like there was like a, 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 a fluorescent light bulb in the sky kind of flickering in and out, hmm. like in, in, in a different color. It was just, it was just like kind of an orangey yellow. Um, but then there's times where I could see like rainbow shimmers on things, just a textural. You're starting to see the auric energy around things. Is that it? Yeah. Because it was kind of freaking me out. And it's not just around auras aren't just around humans. They are everywhere in nature. You know, trees, water, everything has an energy field. Okay. Um, Obviously, living humans and animals, it's a different, more cohesive energy. But in nature. It's more fluid because I'm not taking I'm not taking drugs I'm not you know yeah. I'm not hallucinating and I know no. this so no. when I see this it's, it's like what you're seeing it, this this feels like I am hallucinating it, I I can absolutely attest you know I could put my hand on a Bible right now I have never once done any single illegal drug in my life mm-hmm. not a one and I see. Shit like that all the time. Wow, that's insane. You know, to me. and I, I don't, I don't even barely drink. Like yeah. maybe, but once a year, I just ask Brent. Like I'm, I'm just really kind of boring. I maybe. No, you're not boring. You're clean living. <laughs> well, I think what it is is that because I experience so many profound spiritual things, and I see and experience, you know, the dead and all of that. Anything that shifts or changes my vibration. Mm kind of makes me nervous yeah because when i do drink a little bit you know more than i would be normally do the dead do become more solid Ooh, and so for that's me that's kind of creepy yeah so for me i'm like yeah i want to keep the boundaries just you know here's where i'm comfortable with you i want to kind of see you but kind of not i'd rather Ooh. perceive souls through my third eye rather than physically and so when the wow. walls come down i'm like this whole room's full of can dead I, people can i tell the sweater party story <sighs> So we went to an ugly yeah. sweater. This was a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. This wasn't recent. This wasn't this Christmas. This is, well, this is when you could still have parties. Yeah, <laughs> way, like way before COVID. Yes, yeah, so it was a couple, a couple, three years ago. But we went to a Christmas party of a friend, a good friend of mine, and uh, it was uh, like an ugly sweater party. And um, you know, you you don't. You're, we decided that you'd kind of be the designated driver. Um, luckily, I didn't drink that much. Uh, that, I, don't think that, you, well, that, I don't think I had to drink anything. Yeah, I think you were going to let me have a couple cocktails this time. You're like, oh, well, you give it a try, see what yeah. happens. So, well, I was uh, either way. I was, I was watching. Yeah, I, I try to keep an eye on you. Yeah, I'm protected, you know, Aww. protective boyfriend at the time. Not protective in a jealous way, but just to make sure that you're doing okay energetically, because I know that you go places. <laughs> and and, and uh, so I went, I went off and talked to some people. I came back, and you're drinking the punch. It was really good. Yeah, but she had like this. She had this big old, you know, the, the red Dixie cups. Uh, she, she, had the, cup. she had big old, yeah. big old red solo cup full of punch. And I'm like, oh, what you drinking there? She's like, oh, I'm having the Kool Aid. And I was like, uh oh. How much of the Kool Aid have you had? 
She's like, well, it's like my third cup. It's uh, really, really good. Oh, now, I, Justin had, had uh, oh, I called him out. <laughs> but Justin had dumped a, a, a fifth of Everclear in the punch. Oh, my God. And you can't taste that stuff. Right. And so you're just I like, had, I didn't know. You thought you were drinking the Kool Aid. You were well, literally. I knew, I knew it was spiked, but it didn't taste like I figured, oh, you know, he just threw a little bit in there. It was, it was kind of weak or whatever. I thought, oh, this is safe. This is fine. You know, he's saving money and, and just not putting too much booze in it. That's cool. He that put a like, fifth of Everclear in this. Yeah. Stuff yeah, and and uh, and so, but the it's point just of the cooler. The point what? of the story, and <laughs> she didn't get she didn't get like falling down drunk or anything. No, no, no. That's good. She, but you you were definitely I wouldn't definitely wouldn't have you drive. Luckily, oh, God, I was no. watching and I didn't drink. I, if I did drink, it was more like like one beer in five hours. <laughs> so, but at the end of the night, because I know I'm obviously driving home here, and <laughs> I don't know. I don't even think you were slurring your speech, but yeah. you're you're just like you're like this, and you're just like. All the dead people are here. Don't you see them all? And you, you, your shields down. Wow. You dropped your, you dropped your shields a hundred percent, and you saw them all. You know, and and, and I believe special. And I really believed you, and and uh, you know, you're you're telling people about their dead and stuff. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was the difference. It was that I was starting to describe and oh yeah to the people at the party. Thank God, most of these people knew who they knew who we yeah. are, what we yeah, do, so all that kind of stuff, and they were encouraging. It became like, a party favor. I did. No. They're like, tell me more, tell me more, and the stuff that I was telling them about the people. That was validated. Cool. So it wasn't just you know, was it wasn't story. me on 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 the hooch, you know, telling <laughs> <laughs> telling people a bunch of but, you know garbage. It was yeah. actual stuff that they were just the dead were standing right there just telling me stuff. So so no, I don't change my vibration so if no, I don't you, have you, to. <laughs> that was the last time I saw you drink anything more than a cocktail. But it was, yeah, now I'll have like a glass of wine. The story is how you yeah. saw all the dead. How they the I think the point I'm making here is how they are actually there to see like mm-hmm. like the dead are there and i think that more and more and i and i kind of alluded to this and and the uh, the message that rob read on the air the other day about the uh, about the planet spinning faster question oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know is the yeah i'm very scientifically minded i think everybody knows that by now but i'm just absolutely Big nerd. Conv- i'm absolutely convinced that I, that there we're coming to some sort of crossroads all of this technology all all of our knowledge all of our conquering of science, you know, it has done us no good. It, it, we're we're all struggling to find out how to refine our humanity because we've lost it for all of this technology. That's so many and, levels. And, and, and here we here we are talking about how to how to fill our vessels back up because everybody everybody has spent themselves, uh, you know, trying to make trying to make the the next best app. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you know that uh, you know it really causes me to think. And we, as spirit, we get more and more calls, and not just from the kooks. There's the the guy from Ohio was one of these, you know. But but not not just from kooks or people that uh, you know people that drank too much that night or whatever it is. Uh, we're getting calls from first responders. Oh. We're getting calls. For, we're getting calls from people that are, are stature in the community. People that don't want, you know, people that want their, their investigation, if there's to be one, to be anonymous. And we're getting more and more calls of these people that are like, I don't know why, but I'm seeing these things. <laughs> and I never saw them before. I'm seeing dead people. I'm seeing energy. Kind of like what you described. I think we're coming to a crossroads where humanity is going to start using more of their brain and start to be able to, as a species, interact with the spiritual world. It's an awakening. On, yeah, it's, interact with the spiritual world on a level that... We've never really had as a species before, and I'm I'm convinced that it's coming. It has to be, that and I, and it's just everything's like kind of coming to a head, and 
mean, you know, maybe this coronavirus thing is the is the wake up call. <laughs> that is the that is the first, you know, the early warning sign of that. Please because, do not you know. forget your humanity. Yeah, we, for whatever we you have do. to, and our balance. Don't, with, for, don't forget yourself. It's Amen. not just our humanity, but our balance with nature. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, if you, you know, it should be obvious if you complete, de- com, com, continue. I'm sorry, uh, depleting resources of the planet. At some point, you're going to run into trouble. You know, I mean that that should be obvious. Nothing is nothing is forever. We don't have petroleum forever. Look up the studies that have been done on this. I, um, I I talk about this in my book. Look up the studies that have been done on petroleum and how much we actually have left. We don't have never-ending supplies of petroleum. It took, but I go to the gas station. Yeah, it took, gas it, it took million. It took millions <laughs> of years for this stuff to form. We don't have a never-ending supply. We don't have a never-ending supply of anything. Including our own energy. Our meat suits eventually stop providing that electricity, yeah. electrical yeah. currents that we need. Yeah. No, yeah. You, you really do have to kind of slow down. Yeah. Just and, balance with nature. Yeah, yeah. and reflect and, and find that inner harmony, that inner balance with ourselves, with those that are close to us, and get that sort of Zen energy going. Um, and, and, you know, that kind of little side segue that sort of was helpful what you said how you know we're getting calls from some of these people who who are wanting you know more confidential and and that kind of stuff you know those types of investigations you know we haven't posted as much content lately you know on some of our we've posted some stuff you know like um and facebook yeah, yeah facebook and all these other places instagram because a lot of we've been doing a lot of private readings or private blessings or stuff that People that just they kind of want to hush hush it. They they need the help, but they don't want the content out there. And that is something that, as spirit, we're willing to do either or. And people are like, oh, well, what are they doing? And I assure you, we're busy beyond my brain's capacity to understand it. I mean, we're booking 2022 right now. Uh-huh. Just so everyone out there knows, right? Uh, Pretty standard now. Like whenever we have you on the podcast, we're yeah. basically saying, cool. well. Uh, it's a bit it's like one year it's, out, it's about, a, about yeah. a year yes yeah, yeah. approximately a year yeah. out for phone readings and physical wow. in-person um cases as well wow um so phone readings are a little teeny bit sooner but as far yeah. as in person those are definitely um a, a little over a year out um so and we are carving out specific off times for us like Again, you asked about how do we handle self-care mm-hmm. the fact that we're juggling day jobs and um the spiritual realm and all this kind of stuff we're forcing ourselves to slow down, mm-hmm. to pause once in a while, certain holidays around our birthdays, you know, um, we are getting married later this year. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, so we are carving out a whole section of time right around, like right before and a little bit right after. After for the honeymoon so, you know, and all that. A little bit of, Ooh, wow, you know, be right. doing the ocean, Ow! be going to the ocean. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little, little bit of planning and a little bit of fun. Ocean right. above um, the ocean. <laughs> So, oh, Lord Jesus. Uh, so my, my point being is that, you know, we're extremely busy, but extremely blessed. Yeah. We are trying to find yeah. that work-life balance and, you know, doing all of those things and kind of trying to practice what we preach as yeah. far as, yeah, we're, we're out there helping as many wonderful people as we can. And we want to keep doing that. And we are going to keep doing that. But we're also pausing to make sure that we give time to ourselves and also making time for people who are close to us, around us, who might need us once in a while. We're, we're trying to make sure that, that the collective is healthy. We're healthy. The collective is healthy. It's it's a relationship with us and, and our little universe. 
you know, and it's it's kind of important. And so we're we're keeping busy. And I do want people to know also that if they do need help from us, we are still available for emergency cases. We have resources we can email out to people. Um, I actually have a slew of emails I need to respond to uh, this weekend. So everyone out there, please be patient. I'm trying. Uh, and, and we hear every call that comes in the hotline. So if you, if you leave a message on yeah. the hotline and we don't get to you, we will get to you. Um, it just sometimes yeah, just it takes tactic, us. You know, sometimes, sometimes it takes a, it takes. We have full time day jobs mm-hmm. even day, even during COVID. We're working from home and we have full time eight hour jobs. So we will get to you. Uh, that yeah. that's a promise. And yeah, we're we're doing what we can. And um, Wendy, our uh, post production and video gal, she is she's got a little uh, tech upgrade finally, nice. and so so she's really excited, which is and we're excited for her too. And so some of the last year's videos are going to start flowing and trickling out as well. Excellent. Um, you know, just, hey, it's life is life. You know, mm-hmm. we get hectic and busy and, you know, thing, and things break. And, you know, mm-hmm. so, it, you know, sometimes it takes a while for, for stuff to happen. Um, but we're we're chipping away at, at things and, and getting stuff done. Getting it, getting it done. We're just a team of four, you know, and thinking about relaxation. I don't, I don't think you're even aware of how calm, centered, with your with your gas tank full, you were when we went to Wyoming. Oh, speaking of which, I'm wearing my Wyoming. No, your Wyoming shirt. You know, <laughs> it, this was in the summer of 2017. We went back for my 30th high school reunion because I'm old. Oh, uh, um, oh my God, they ate you up there. They just loved you. Oh Lord. Uh, you know, and if you think Moving about, along. how <laughs> did you not? I mean, right. come on. Oh, uh, Drew, uh, uh, Drew, sort, sort of the queen bee of the town. You know, she was like, oh, Brent, where did you find her? She's adorable. <laughs> I, was, but, I was hiding under a rock. <laughs> but my, po- my point, you know, is that uh, that really struck me at the time of how re-centered and refueled you were after after that vacation and and you didn't you seriously i think semi-seriously anyways really didn't want to leave oh wow yeah you you, you kind of you, i'm you, just gonna park myself right here by the grand prismatic spring and just there's come a, get me later there's like, this right uh, there. there's, there's oh, a yeah. star trek episode where the famous line that never happened spock never actually says this but the the famous line is i'm not going back jim <laughs> <laughs> and and that was kind of that was kind of sentiment you had you said i'm not going back the actual line is there'll be no evacuation jim it's from this side of paradise uh, 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 yeah that but that's was, not as that's not as cool and tagline as uh, yeah. not yeah. going back jim it's one of, it's one of those things it's what he meant it's one of yeah. those famous movie lines that never actually <laughs> got said scotty yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> right so but that's uh but you the point is if you do if you do go back to that part you know that, that part of the country especially that town it's it, i've talked about it before it, it is willoughby how many people did you see walking around with their cell phones the head buried in their cell phones and their tablets i don't know that i saw any well do they have reception out there <laughs> they, do. <laughs> they do in <laughs> town they do in town but you know it's no, funny i saw people okay get this this is what i saw people <gasps> Talking to each other over breakfast. What? Dun dun dun! Oh, <laughs> at a table. They they were looking at each other in the eyes and speaking. How awkward! I know, and and they were laughing and they were smiling. <laughs> I was like. They like each other. Yeah. They're, they don't have the device glued to their, you know, it really, brain. It really is 20 years behind the, behind the time. It's not that people don't have cell phones there. Of course, that's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Yeah, everybody's got cell phones there. Everybody's got the technology. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the internet was a long-distance call in Warland up until 2005. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... But you know, of course, they've got the technology. They've got the same technology that we do. You know, it's not. They're not a. They're not the land of the lost. No, they just have Nokia fifty three hundred. But yeah, you know, but they do. 
value the Look land. They, 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 they value the human experience. They value the land. And the technology just isn't as important to them unless it's in their tractors than it is. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, Relationships uh, and yeah. communicating. And it's, that seems to be... I mean, there's plenty of teenagers there and young people and there's people with phones. Yeah, they do have their cell phones and, and their, sure. their, their tech. Um, I know that... Well, like your really good friend uh, that that we stayed with. I mean, he definitely likes his tech and his new gadgets, and you know, so do I. you know, and so he he enjoys all of that. But at the same time, it's just like there's this element of you know prioritizing, mm. you know. And I think when people prioritize like the human element and the human relationships, then they also start to prioritize themselves to some degree, and and it and it really makes this beautiful energy flow that you do find in these slightly slower areas mm-hmm. um or if you unplug yourself and, and go places that are calmer or a little more zen and if you you know like like us you know, we're we're planning a wedding this year like i said and we've got a lot on our plate so we're not taking a ton of trips this year mm-hmm. but we're still finding moments to just spend time with each other put our phones away watch a movie um like i said i tinker out in the garden brent will go tinker out in his garage he's so excited he has a garage and tools and like you know it makes him really happy and so these little moments and these little things even though it's not like you know going to a big old elaborate trip Mm -hmm. it's it's that personal time that's meaningful living in the moment truly yeah being present you know you're not obsessing about the past you're not worrying about the future not setting expectations too high just Um, you're, you're living in the now and embracing what source has given you yeah. for the now you're rediscovering the garden i'm rediscovering the the toolbox mm-hmm. and and expanding it i've never had a, my own wood shop before and i'm i'm out there just you playing know playing with your wood playing yeah. with my wood that's right <laughs> it's a lot uh, of it but uh, wow uh, but it's uh you know it it's that time to sort of recenter and just sort of uh, I was gonna say, explore yourself. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, not, what <laughs> that's not what we mean. But uh, explore who you are. I mean, in all seriousness, you know, I, I'm I'm a big nerd. Uh, I took home ec instead of uh, instead of wood shop in school. I did take uh, I did take auto shop though. Um, gotta see. Can't but, do that anymore because they're all computers. So you basically right. have to take yeah. IT class. Right, right, yeah. yeah. We had to, had to rebuild a lawnmower engine. <laughs> had to take it down and, and and rebuild it, but you know just to just to get a get a saw and get get a hammer and and build something and it's okay Bang if your first out. try looks like a Homer Simpson project <laughs> it probably will if you if you don't have the carpentry experience you know build something that looks like a Homer Simpson project the next one will be better yeah. the next one after that will be even better mm-hmm. you know well I, and I know like everyone kind of you know has their little thing I um I know uh, Queenie's talked about it in a few different things where um, she likes to write stuff and journal stuff yeah. and also create really weird but cool art mm-hmm. you know and Her art's interesting very fascinating yeah. you know but it's like this it just it, it's an expression and it is healing and it's balancing uh, Dawn she likes to you know get in the kitchen and bake mm-hmm. uh, Rob he'd probably be just as happy just you know putting around in the golf course you know and, and that sure. would feel good to him and we all kind of have our thing mm-hmm. and you just sure. you, you find what that is that brings you back to you and then once you're back to you and you're the whole version of yourself you can bring that whole version of you into all your other relationships in your life yeah. your friendships your family everything and it's just god it's just a, it's just such a beautiful thing you know yeah, it's, I, it's what people need to do it really is and and i feel like by prioritizing yourself and your needs and, and the things that make you tick 
and then also prioritizing the relationships around you. Yeah. That, that, that might sound cruel, but it is so true. You need to look at the the environment that you're in mm-hmm. and see how people affect you. And if they are affecting you negatively, you need to make adjustments to remove yourself. You, you or, weed, the, weed the garden. Exactly. Weeding the garden. Perfect example. And and you fo- and you foster those relationships that are helping you grow. Yep. And 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 as a result, you both flourish you can't uh, have every type of plant that they sell in home depot in your garden you have to pick the ones you like exactly yeah though and the ones that play well together <laughs> the ones that play well together you absolutely know. exactly the seasonal plants too because mm-hmm. exactly. some people come better in certain seasons than others yeah some and... some are meant for a season and some mm-hmm. are meant for a reason and you know it it, it really truly... that was almost a song yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just but it is it is a true thing you, you know it's setting those healthy boundaries for yourself and for those around you yeah. It's very beneficial. It really establishes something kind of meaningful. So people say, oh, that's selfish and you this and that. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. But if you give all of your energy haphazardly all over town, you're actually doing a disservice. You're being a whore. Yeah, energetically. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're doing a disservice to yourself and to those that you're giving energy to because they're not get, getting the proper energy from you. Mm-hmm. They're getting this fragmented, angst-ridden energy from you that's not authentic. Mm-hmm. And so it needs to be the whole bit of energy that you want to give somebody. And so yeah, you can't just be dispersing it all over the place. And you know, you, like this whole garden analogy, you know, sometimes you have to put little a little fence around your garden because you don't want the things chewing. Like little little cute bunny rabbits, you like the bunny rabbits, mm-hmm. you want to see the bunny rabbits. But you don't want them in your garden eating your garden, right. you know. And sometimes, like I said, you have to pluck and weed things out of the garden because those weeds are destroying the plants that are trying to bloom mm-hmm. and produce and be fruitful. You cannot be fruitful if you've got a bunch of crabgrass. Elton John. Elton John said, "It's funny how one insect can damage so much grain mm. from uh, uh, from empty garden." One of my favorite songs of his. Finally, found out what it was about. Actually. Yeah, what's it about? It's about the death of John Lennon. I didn't. Know, oh, really? I didn't oh. know that. Oh. I didn't know that. I finally, found somebody told me. Wow. So uh, the shooter is the, the the insect or the. Yeah, I would yeah. I, I would assume that. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, me so. neither. I did some something I found out. So little trivia. New every day. Right? Little yeah. trivia there for you, folks. But I've always liked that line because it really it, it really does just take one poison pill to to spoil the broth. Yeah. The, um, and I think that I think part- I mixed my metaphors there. But that's all right <laughs> for me. That's all right. Um, and also, one of the challenges I think for for some, and maybe I would say for me, is to give myself permission to do those things. Yes. Oh, to yeah. say, Absolutely. hey, I I can do that because I deserve it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, um, you know, it, it, when you when you give yourself up too much to one thing or one person or one situation. Mm-hmm. You get stuck in this repetitive uh, dial- dialogue in your own head. So if you're talking to yourself, you're probably schizophrenic. Uh, <laughs> not, no, sometimes you need no, no, no. sage advice. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I didn't mean to make light about uh, schizophrenia because I know it's a real thing. And I talk to myself all the time. Yeah, and it's a good. It's, it's totally fine. It's even okay if you answer. Exactly. It's even okay if you argue with yourself. It's, it's when you lose the argument that it's a problem. <laughs> But giving yourself permission to yeah. take advantage of those mm-hmm. those boundaries and and that that that, uh, that just taking your claim in yourself basically is Absolutely. is is very challenging to those who are just so set in just giving up 
themselves to others because yeah. it's just it's just like anything else. It's like you you want to eat healthier. You got to do it for a few days mm-hmm. up to like maybe up to like twenty plus days to, in order to incorporate that habit into yeah. your life, and then you, eventually your body adapts and it becomes more healthy. Um, and that's another thing that you know. Talk about self care. Yeah, eating well is so oh, yeah. very important. And I was yes, going. It is. I was doing it the is fast, part of the package. Doing the fast food thing because it's easy and well, honestly, it, it's it's been difficult trying to cook more when you're depressed. Like when you're yeah. depressed and you're you're going through awful situations, you have high anxiety and you don't really have an appetite in the, in the first place. It's so mm-hmm. hard to consider how the diet is affecting you. And had I just eaten better or had a better uh, health regimen in that regard, I probably wouldn't have been as unhealthy as I was at the end of last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, it makes a difference if you're not properly hydrated and oh, you're, you're yeah. not properly nourished. Mm-hmm. It, stress will, for me, does one of two things. Either I just cease the the desire to eat mm. a great deal mm-hmm. or I binge on something, you yeah. know, one, one or the other. I worry about you when you stop eating and you do that sometimes. Every once in a while, I just, you know, slow down on what, what I want to, you know, eat or whatever. And it's usually like work stress or things like that. And you know, I... I get a meal in me every day, but sometimes I just, I'm not as regimented as I should be. And then I eat something that's like, okay, that was totally garbage. Like, that's not really (laughs) food. It it looks like food. It tastes like food, but it's not going to give me any vitamins. Right. And so, yeah, it really is, like I said earlier, mind, body, spirit connection. Mm -hmm. The body is part of that darn equation. And so making sure you have enough water and hydration is huge. That's really big for a lot of people. Water's huge, yeah. Yeah, and then- It's key. And then you do pay attention to the other things that you put into your system. Hey, do I like a cheeseburger? Of course I do. You know, and it's perfectly okay to indulge and, you know, and have some snacks and treats and some fun things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I like fruit snacks and, you know, all that kind of stuff, whatever. But yeah, you have to be mindful and pause and say, all right, well, at least this many nights of the week, I'm going to try to incorporate a healthy this or a healthy that, you know, um, or I'm going to make sure I don't keep skipping breakfast or, you know, because that's an important meal. Even Most if it's, important meal of the day. Like, break fast. Yeah. If, <laughs> if I'm if I'm not particularly like starving or hungry in the morning, because sometimes my mm. stomach doesn't wake up to like 10, you know, things mm. like that. So, but I'll find something that I do like, um, uh, cottage cheese and peaches. Mm. Hey, you know, that works, you know, just, you know, it's <laughs> sounds good. I'm in love with Italian, Italian cuisine. That. <laughs> I can eat a peach for hours. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> See? I'm in love with Italian cuisine. And so we can just Ooh, move on to the next topic. <laughs> Chicago yeah. Fire, we love you. <laughs> yeah no i mean we do I, I am guilty of not eating right we do have indul- a lot of good yummy indulgent meals i mean the, the the one of the most beautiful things about brent is that he just has this desire to make me happy mm. any which way he can figure out what will make me you know what makes me tick and what makes me happy I have celiac disease, meaning I do not process gluten very well at all. It makes me very, very sick when I ingest it. And so I, you know, I got diagnosed late and it was a real big deal. And it was, oh man, my body was, my body was really sick for a long time because I didn't know what was wrong. (sighs) Got my diagnosis. My body started shifting, feeling better. I'm clearer minded. Everything is working better. Well, God love them. Brent takes things that I used to really love food wise and translates those recipes into gluten-free options. It can be done most of the time. Gluten-free lasagna, uh, gluten-free, you know, Chinese food and stir fries. Mm. Uh, He makes, he modifies. Gluten-free chow mein, it can be done. Yeah, he modifies anything and everything he can physically find a replacement ingredient for. 
so I can have some of my favorites again. He even made, this man made biscuits and gravy for me. Good, I had I had free? not yeah I had not had biscuits and gravy forever, and he handmade. Oh. The, the the dough is a, an asshole because it's very sticky with the gluten oh, yeah. but it worked yeah. out though. But it were, it was so freaking amazing and the sausage gravy. Mm. Holy Jesus. So the the point being is that you know <laughs> sometimes self-care is that you know but yeah. it, it you have to look at you know taking care of yourself and if one day you want to have that big giant indulgence mm-hmm. Don't deny yourself of something that makes you happy for oh, self-care. You got to live life a little. Yeah, but don't. But then again, don't eat that it every day. All the time. You know, like some ha, have a piece of fish or have a piece of chicken once in a while or whatever, you know, and make sure that you're putting things in your body that your body needs mm-hmm. to survive. And I, I think that a lot of things, a lot of things that we've talked about in the last hour or so, um, I think that <laughs> um, it sounds overwhelming. You know, and, and, and feel that way for some. Yeah. And I and I started out saying, oh, I feel great and everything's great and I'm feeling awesome. And I came out back from my vacation feeling awesome. But it wasn't always awesome. Like there were a lot of bad days in there mixed in yeah. that. But but at the end of the day and at the time of this recording, I do feel like I am finally putting all of these things into practice. And just by doing that, and I know I have a lot more work to do. I know I need to eat we better every day. That's why self-care is called work. Mm-hmm. But starting small is so important because you don't want to overwhelm yourself just like anything in life. Mm-hmm. You don't overburden something just to get the result you want right now. Oh, no, no, because no. Because it's no. not going to happen overnight. Work, you know how many work people, in progress. You know how many people overschedule their vacations and make them stressful? Too many yeah. people. Do you know how much we have to do today? You're supposed to be relaxing. Don't schedule <laughs> out your vacations. Leave the day open and let come come what may. Yeah, yep. you can plan That's a couple, like couple of little things. <laughs> you know, if there's like one destination thing you want to do during yeah. a vacation, yeah, plan a couple, one or two activities. But leave a lot of downtime. Mm-hmm. Leave 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 yourself some permission to just be. Leave some room for good food too. When I went mm-hmm. to Alaska, mm-hmm. and that's a perfect example of what we're talking about. Um, I went through a bad time that I'm not going to get too specific about, but it was work-related. Um, <clears throat> but I went through a bad time, and I made myself a promise. I said, Brent, you, you chose this. So stick with it, and if you if you make it through, you stick with it, and you make it through, you get to go to Alaska. God knows how. God knows how we're going to pay for it. This is me talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, I'm, I'm going to go to Alaska as a reward to myself. If I stuck, if I stick through it, I did stick uh, stick through it. Everything actually turned out great. Everything turned out fine, and it, everything was a big success. And I kept my promise to myself. I ate top ramen for a month or two to do it. But and it was Sacrifices. so funny how it came together. I I used a touring company that kind of plans everything out for you and lets you pay bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only thing I had to put a big chunk down for was the airline ticket, and that was 600 bucks round trip to Anchorage. That wasn't bad. Not bad. And I kept my promise to myself, and, and I did. I, I planned one big thing every day. Every day there was one big thing that I was going to go do. The rest of the day, whatever. Mm-hmm. Go, go eat, you know, you know, go spend a hundred bucks at the uh, at the local seafood shop, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just go fly fishing, just just lay out and just lay out and listen to the wind whisper through mm-hmm. the pines, whatever, you know. And that that was a it was a ten day uh, it was a ten day uh, vacation that I rewarded myself. It was probably one of the best things I ever did for myself. Yeah. Everybody said I came back charged up and yeah. a different person. Yeah, and you just you you know. If you can't keep a promise to yourself, uh, and if you can't take care of yourself, 
then you can't keep a promise to anybody and you can't take care of anybody yeah. else. Yeah, it's so rewarding to get a compliment yeah. like that. Like, oh, you look like you, you've got a little pep in your step. It's so rewarding, but it's even more rewarding when you know you're taking the steps you need to, to take get to get there. Yeah. And then you hear somebody say, wow, you glowing. I got yeah. that today. Good. Somebody said that I I haven't seen you glow you look like really this. Good. You do look very happy. Look really well, good. Thank you. I, I do love seeing that. No, it's for great. Sure. I, and I feel that way. And I think yeah. that it's it's coming across that way um, yeah. in the work that I've been doing lately. But just to just to hear that, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, yes. There, there's there's these constant moments of validation that I've been getting over the last many weeks mm-hmm. that are just pointing me in that direction. And it's just it's just solidifying the the everything that i've always preached you know i give all this great advice on on the show over many years but yeah you gotta take your own advice sometimes i, 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 I learned from it, that right <laughs> yeah it, it's so easy to do it's so easy to be like ah you dummy just do this <laughs> and i'm over here going oh, i'm a dummy i'm not doing what i said <laughs> i to do yeah but, but now but now it's just it, it, it is it's wonderful to mm-hmm. to experience that and to i'm sure that you felt something similar when yeah, you got back it's from... not just a compliment when somebody says that it's right. it's a wake-up call yeah when somebody tells you hey you look whatever you've been doing you look great keep doing that keep doing it kid that's a, that's somebody telling you you're doing something right mm-hmm. don't forget to fill your gas tank yeah what happens to a car if you don't put gas in it our uh, bodies are no different. Yeah. Well, and, and, and people, who, people who do get overwhelmed with the, the con- <laughs> it blows. If you're in Wyoming, if you're having damage in Wyoming, it blows up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Sorry. And a lot of people, you know, get this, like, they get overwhelmed and they think, you know, like you're saying, they think, oh, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that. Break it up into little chunks and little pieces and little accomplishments. Set reasonable small goals right you know don't say you know i have to meditate an hour a day and i have to do this and i have to do that and i and i've got to take a bubble bath and i've got to eat healthy and i got it all sounds awesome but it's it, stressful if you just like make, yeah, even, back, it, back it up even yeah. even that a, you can you overdo. need a planner just to rest yeah. yeah it's like sometimes it's just a matter of just like stopping for five seconds and breathing just taking some moments to breathe do things slow and in chunks and incrementally until you build up to that point where the engine starts working again. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're putting the, the resources back in, into the engine and it starts chugging along down the track a little bit better. It doesn't have to be all of these things all at once. You don't have to be some sort of Zen guru, you know, at the end of it either. We are all beautiful masterpieces and works in progress mm-hmm. at the same time. So you kind of have to allow for that and to embrace that. It's like building a muscle, just like yeah. any, anything else. Absolutely. It's always just a building a muscle, building a habit, building a, a mm-hmm. routine. And uh, yeah. Little, Rome was not baby built steps. in, in yeah. a day, you know? So it's like you, you have to start with a foundation. Yeah. And if that foundation is just once a week, you do something nice for yourself, a small thing for like five minutes, and then you build up to 10 minutes, and then, you, you know, you just keep building and building. You don't put the roof on the house before the foundation's right. poured. You know, it's like do things in slow, methodical, proper order. And then do your upkeep. Yeah, and then once the house is all built, as now your your sort of spiritual and emotional house is being built up, and you're restoring and you're patching up those walls, mm-hmm. and in your in your you know putting the the windows that are all broken out, you're putting new window panes in, and everything's looking beautiful in your your energy field. Now I just add some paint, do some more things, keep putting your little touches onto that energy field that you're recreating for yourself you're putting your bubble all the way back on because what you did is you took your bubble you see and then you shit in it <laughs> and, and then you smashed it on the ground <laughs> so, Not, don't it, your bubble this way that's the nicest thing you've said to me <laughs> but i mean and it's 
not all quote unquote your doing clearly but it was sort of an allowance of energy that was flowing and happening and you had this broken shitty thing (laughs) was just just a visualization (laughs) shit in a bubble (laughs) you've got a you've got a new cuss word but you bubble but it's it's a uh i've created an image in my mind now too you're you're your shit in a bubble is a, is a, is a wake up call, you know. It's, and and I, and as you know, I went through this. T- uh, I went through this too, where I had to reinvent myself, rediscover myself. And this is this is a time to go find out who the new Brandon is. Yeah, I think I think I think uh, the new Brandon isn't so far from the old Brandon. I just think it's just an no, exactly. upgrade. Maybe, there's just no shit the, in your bubble anymore. Up, yeah, yeah. Maybe the new Brandon bubble. is. Yeah. Maybe the new Brandon is. The old Brandon that was always meant to be the old oh, Brandon. You know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. old Brandon that was never Stifled really the old me. Brandon. Yeah. That reminds yeah. me, uh, mm-hmm. Outkeep, I need to get wall hooks. Wall <laughs> hooks. Uh, Got it. You're like, okay, what else do we need? <laughs> when Brandon says housekeeping, he means housekeeping. Literally. <laughs> um, so, uh, Windex. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys would be the perfect guests to have on to talk about self-care, and this is just yeah, wonderful. It's a, we- it's a weird, diverse topic that you know could go on for years, but at the end of the day, I think I just want everyone to love themselves I a have a new bit. cuss word now. You're oh, going to no. hear me hammering out there. Bam, 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 bam. Shit in the bubble. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like your hoosah. Like, you know, get angry. Just a shit in the bubble. Oh, that feels better. I love it. That feels so much better. I, I, I'm going it to use this. And it wasn't meant to be an insult. No, honestly, I, I loved it. It was so perfect. It gave us that moment of laughter. Yeah. No, no, I, I didn't I, even take it that way. I, I just, I want funny. people to, to realize that sometimes you do, you know, get lost yeah. In in the the muck, as it were, you know, you just you just simply get lost in, in stuff in life. I mean, work, family, friends, you know, it just life in general. You can really get clouded. Yeah, it can't. It can happen to all of us. The the most zen and the least zen. It can happen to all of us equally. And it's all about you know just kind of being mindful, identifying it, and saying, well, all right, so this is what's happening. What are the steps I can take now to shift the balance in the other direction? And self-care is not a universal, you know, cookie cutter for everybody. Like, you know, we've talked about it just, it's looking within and being okay with saying, you know what? I, maybe I'm not as okay as I want to be, but that's okay. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? It's, it's fine to be shattered. It's fine to be kind of not okay. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's all a matter of, what do you do to then pick up those pieces and go the right direction? You you know, it's all about choices. It's all about free will. And, you know, the, the healing work we do here translates to when our soul goes on to other vibrational planes. Mm-hmm. And then there's a little bit less homework to have to do once you get to those planes. And, and there's more growth that can happen. Yeah. So doing some of the stuff now and investing in yourself makes a difference. Neil Diamond said... That the longest and most important journey that any of us can ever take is the journey into the self. Mm. Wow. That's true. Neil Diamond said that? He did, and Jonathan oh. Livingston Siegel. And he, he, didn't he also say, Sweet Caroline? Well, ba, yeah. ba, ba. Hey, I'm a big, uh, the, don't, don't mess with my Neil Diamond. I'm, uh, hey, I'm, not I'm a lifelong Neil Diamond fan. I'm not locking the diamond. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't know that he could get that etheric, uh, like that. Kind of deep, you know? Deep, yeah. There, there's actually 
as far as I know, there's two Neil Diamond movies. Somebody's going to correct me on that. There's two Neil Diamond movies that I know. Of. One of them is The Jazz Singer, and the other one is uh, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. And it's mm-hmm. a, and Jonathan Livingston Seagull is about it is about what we're talking about today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. It's about the, it's about a, it's okay. about a seagull that has a midlife crisis. <laughs> but, but, it, but it's an but actual, it's a deep movie. An actual Just, seagull, like a an actual seagull, like an animated movie. It's not an animated movie. No, they just really. follow this. It's, Bread it's actually be, it's actually beautifully sh- it's actually beautifully shot like oh. a nature like a nature doc but with like a story with to a, it? with a voiceover yeah, yeah. it's oh. a voiceover like a Disney movie would oh, be done okay. it sounds really dumb no it doesn't uh, and it's actually That's a really really cute. short movie but it's about the seagull that keeps trying to break the speed record <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome yeah That's and, cute. and and he ends up and he ends up getting kicked out of the flock oh. <laughs> because he's not obeying the the speed rules get the flock and, out and of get here. the flock out of here. <laughs> And so he and, and so he he ends up, uh, um, you know, he, he ends up getting kicked out, and, and he he ends up uh, getting being isolated, yeah. and, and uh, having to having to question why he is this way and why he can't get along with the rest of the flock, and uh, you know, and he goes kind of takes this journey into uh, into himself, and it's actually it's a religious parable. Mm. Wow, okay. uh, so, right. so yeah, it's actually pretty deep. It's actually a really deep movie. It's one of those movies like you watch the first time and you're like, "That was stupid." That's probably what you'll say the first time you see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, you watch it a couple times, um, and it's it's really it, there's not much there, but there's a whole bunch there at the same time. And so it's, it's one of those, you know, like the climb of the cave bear or something. <laughs> uh, and that was there, strange. There's no there's not Book one hu- there's not one human being in the whole movie. Yeah. I like those types, though. It's an interesting movie. I don't think you've ever seen it either. So no, good. I haven't. I, I have it written down. Um, yeah, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. I'm dating myself. It's an old one. <laughs> I think are that was. Court, are you courting yourself too? <laughs> <laughs> and then I have to go home. Anyways. Um. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what is wrong with you, people? You people. <sighs> so we talked about um, how busy you are at, yes. at, at Sac Spirit. Boy, mm-hmm. booking out Howdy. for at least a year. We are. Um, but a lot of footage and stuff is coming out now from mm-hmm. previous years. And one of the yeah. cases that we talked about last time you guys were on was one of the the more severe cases where yeah. you had actually, unless you'd gotten an encounter where you actually got scratched. I did, yeah. Abused a little bit. Brent, you got pushed around and kicked a bit. You got pushed. You got scratched. Yep. I got pushed. I got kicked in the shin. Yeah, it was a very violent set, was... set of entities. There was two main entities that were the yeah. darkest, and then there were some mm-hmm. peripheral entities that needed crossing. And we actually, yeah, we can talk much more uh, uh, like openly about it because the episode yeah. is aired. It was um, we, we weren't on the episode at all. This we were the aftercare for this. Um, yes. It was for the Dead Files, uh, which airs on the Travel Channel, and now it's um, streaming on Discovery Plus. Really reasonably priced uh, streaming service, by the way. It's you know in most, for what you get. Yeah, for what you get. I mean, you, you get, get a pretty good deal. You yeah. get like seventeen different you know disco- oh, discovery seventeen uh, history. Well, no stations. I mean, like oh, uh, oh, travel channel. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Discovery Plus, but it has like all these different networks and channels in it. But anyway, um, Dead Files is one of those. And my mentor, who um, who I've been working with, who you know I is my friend as well, um, Amy Allen. You know she went to this case and they investigated it and we finally we got to watch the episode it was um season 13 episode two called he lurks and oh man just watching we met with the clients we helped the clients we did a lot of work for them but to watch the quote-unquote before like everything that happened before we got to them Mm -hmm. jesus 
Like yeah. it would, they Pretty were dark, huh? they were going through it, and all the wow. stuff that Amy saw and all the stuff that she felt. I mean, it totally locks up, jive with everything I felt and, when I was there. And it was completely separate. You didn't go there during the filming of that. No, episode, no, no so no. you had no idea six what they weeks, experienced. Six weeks later, yeah, right. we we got called and we got told that it was oh. dark and you know that we needed to find a, a friend that's a you know or a, someone in the community that's a druid because that would be part of what one of the entities would respond to or be fearful of. Mm. Um, and there were souls that would need crossing. We just they said go in. We, you you know we need you to do the aftercare and also help the clients with their spiritual abilities because that was um, identified in the episode. Uh, both clients um, are sensitives or gifted in some way, shape, or form. Big shout out to your friend Mike, by the way. Yes, my my help. friend uh, Michael Gorman. He is um, a druid in the community. And he is amazing. He's actually going to do our our wedding. He's yeah. ADR efficient. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah. So, so he's a druid priest. Okay, yeah. so just for the layman, mm-hmm. what is a druid, and how does one become one? <laughs> that is actually something we might want to talk to Michael about, to, to be perfectly honest. But it is a Celtic-based um, belief system and practice, and it's very nature-based, and it's just. It's, it's, it's one of the pagan, it's, pagan, it's pagan beliefs. And, it's, and yeah. it's ancient. It goes well before a lot of the other belief systems and practices. Um, but it's very loving, very connective to um, all of the different natural um, energies and spirits and guides. And it's it's just such a peaceful, loving vibration. Um, it's like a Celtic shaman, basically. Kind, yeah, yeah. I mean, for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah. But I mean, and I obviously know that... Um, you know, he would be able to give a much more eloquent. That'd be cool to in, talk to him in, too. Yeah, oh. in depth. I think that he would he would fascinate the hell out of you, and he Ooh. would he would probably talk for a good long while. I'm predicting guy. a future episode with yeah. the three of you. He's an interesting guy. No, he's an amazing, amazing soul. Really and nice man. Giant help on that case. Yeah, and he was cool. very helpful with one of the particular entities that was very gnarly and, and very. He knew that we were going to need him. Yeah. I don't know uh, how she knew it, but well, she knew it. Be, huh. The one of the particular entities based on their their religious leanings um, would be intimidated by anything of the pagan belief system. And it also needed to be a strong enough male presence to tackle this guy because this entity did not respect women. Gotcha. Hence the reason it scratched me three times. Right. It couldn't do much more to me just because of the fact that, you know, I'm very protected, I'm very bubbled, and I was in there kicking all of the butts too. But without that protection, what could it have done? It was it was doing very horrible things to the female client. That, it could have killed know. her. And do they cover that in the episode mm-hmm. with yeah. Amy Allen? Yeah, absolutely. No, they absolutely, absolutely wow. talk about it. Yeah. And there was also this uh, mentally ill um, soul that... I believe it was a fragment of somebody who may still be living, but but he left a fragment of that himself that, one, yeah. that wow. almost became poltergeisty and created its own sort of sentience. I just got chills. Yeah, it was a it's really weird. dark thing. And then there were some lost souls. There was um, Amy had picked up on a, a lost little, little girl, which I had felt and seen, but there was also a little boy. And mm-hmm. they did cover Steve Deshavi, the um, detective that does all the history for the cases. Mm-hmm. He, in re- his research, had dis- uh, uncovered a story of a little boy that had died on the property um, years ago before there was houses and I saw that little boy. And not only were and, we, and that was not talked about really right. in you well, know, not, not at all. Well not only were we covered by an NDA and undisclosure agreement that yeah. we couldn't talk about any of this until the episode dropped um, on the network but they, you know, Amy and Steve, they couldn't talk about it either, right? Because it becomes the the property of the network of the channel. Mm-hmm. So there was there's all the hits that you had you had no way of knowing. It, it was so nice wow. to get the validation for all the things that we were feeling because yeah. we didn't do any investigation. I just did like a little general walkthrough to feel 
the energy. Yeah. Um, but then our goal and our purpose for being there was just the aftercare, blessing mm. the space, removing the dark energies, um, crossing over. There was an elderly woman that, that needed to be moved. And there was another older lady that she came with a piece of furniture that they had brought in. There was the young children that needed help. I was able to help these souls a lot better once our friend Michael had that really nasty entity kind of cornered and he was working on that energy and then I could help move everybody else nice. and get them to where they needed to go because they I think that thing was trapping them there. I think it was wow. holding all the souls. Like collecting and, them. Yeah, yeah. And holding them hostage. Oh. And so to be able to be trusted with that case and with the aftercare and um and the clients now they've become friends they're my friends on facebook they're really you know they're so nice they're so sweet you know and i'm helping them find other avenues of further aftercare to keep you know because they're both sensitives they have to do the work after the self-care hey there you go (laughs) they they need to do that they need to they need to do the you know the meditation the grounding being grounded is big especially for um, for Cindy, the 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 wife and, and the family, and all of the stuff that they need to do, and all these people that I needed to keep putting them in touch with other light workers in the community um, that I've connected them to, all valuable resources. We're all like little pieces in the healing puzzle mm-hmm. with these clients. I'm not the end all, wear all. You know, none of us are. We are a healing collective. And so I gave them 110%. Michael gave 110%. Brent gave 110%. And then we've referred them out to other people in the community yeah. to add little layers and pieces to give them that bigger picture so they know they are in control. That mm. if other energies try to walk into their space, they're like, uh, nah, no, here's what we're going to do. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. They have ways to now protect themselves, clear themselves, and keep things good and balanced and healthy energetically. Um, because we wanted to slow Cindy down a little bit with her her blooming because she was blooming so fast and not knowing what was happening. And she didn't realize she was a medium. Oh, wow. And so, like, she was just being slammed by this stuff and sick all the time and in Gosh. so much pain all the time. And she was like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> you know, I'm watched, I'm attacked, I'm this and that. Yeah. You know, and... It got in bed with her and was like, yeah, it all. I see they covered that in the episode. Yeah, yeah. And they did cover that in the episode. It was just craziness. Wow. And so to be able to go in afterwards and provide them with some light and some love, I mean, it was a huge, was... humbling honor, but a crap load of work, but 100% worth it. I would call it spiritual warfare. It's one of those cases that really came down to that level mm-hmm. that rarely happens in spiritual warfare. We were there for seven and a half hours. Yeah, we we yeah. spent we spent a lot of time battling all of this energy, and I had just um, done a um, you know previous to that I had done a whole demonology and spiritual warfare course, so it's like the universe sort of like puts all these things in place. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're about to face some nasty crap. Let me get you this person and this resource so you can know who to talk to, and you can work on this and you can work on that. And, and also, I've made a lot of connections in the community, so I could then refer them to all these other pieces in the puzzle I referred. Um, Sierra has been helping them. Uh, my friend, uh, A. Marie, has been helping them. And her friend, Sarah, and also my friend has been helping them. We're all working together to make sure that they just keep working on what needs to be worked on in the right order so they don't get all jacked up again. Yeah. That's crazy. So they're doing great. Yeah, they are. They're Lots doing it. They're doing it. You hear I, from them regularly. I got yeah. I got a really long, 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 beautiful message from the the husband, um, Steve, and it just it was 
so touching to hear how blessed they felt and how happy they're doing and mm-hmm. and how they're starting to get their life back. I was like, you know, this is why we give up all of our weekends and all of our time because healing happens and it, why we do this. Yeah. It's, those it's, it's those reminders it. are, are always the, 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 the big ones that make you realize what you do and what you sacrifice is all worth it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that episode is uh, The Dead Files, mm-hmm. season 13, yep. episode two. Yep. And it's on. He lurks. It's on the Travel Channel or Discovery Plus. It's um, streaming on Discovery Plus. Got it. I believe what I've been hearing most of the there's they're basically migrating a lot of shows to Discovery Plus. Got it. And so, um, which uh, that's an an argument with a lot of people. They're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. But I think after the seasons air, I feel like maybe I'm not positive. I'm not with the network, obviously, that they may show them in rerun format on the actual travel channel on uh, as far as cable is concerned but they are really they're just they're finding that so many people are, are cutting the cord yep. and they're going streaming and so they want this kind of platform available mm-hmm. so what I, what we like about it is there's no commercials and, yeah we, heck yeah we pay the premium hey, there you go it's the price of a cup of coffee it's for what you get it for the content that they've got on there, I think that what they're asking for is pretty reasonable as long as they don't jack up the prices. Well, most well, of the stuff the, that we watch anyway, like all the paranormal shows, Expedition yeah. Unknown, like all this kind of stuff, you know, most of what we watch is on there. So for, for us, it's kind of worth it. And I realize that it's not going to work for everybody. Sure. But I mean, heck, there's other ways to like, you know, watch a lot of these things. Brent's even bought me. DVD sets of the dead files, you know. You I, oh, eventually, yeah, eventually they they put those out, you know. To DVD sets of paranormal shows. I've, oh yeah, got yeah. A, a there, There's ways to see it. Yeah, <laughs> is exactly. what I'm saying. There's ways that you can find one a way. Through seven of a haunting on DVD. Mm-hmm, like, that's mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite paranormal shows oh, wow. besides the dead files. Yeah, um, but uh, that's probably one of my favorites as a haunting, just because they cover a lot of the really big hitters like Bobby Mackey's and and. Uh, Wilder, Kentucky, and mm-hmm. some some of the other big hitter locations that cover that on there. Yeah, no, it's it, it's definitely like I said, it's just an honor to be allowed to be part of the healing aftercare process because you know that what she she says in the reveal is like, okay, well, you need to do this, you need a team, you need to do that, blah blah blah, you know, and to be one of those little pieces in the in the healing puzzle that they talk about, you need to go find all these people mm-hmm. to be that you know those people um it was you know it was really uh just special and you know it's for for us i i don't even care about you know yeah we weren't on the episode that's just not how that program works i don't even give a crud about that i just to see the shine and the light come back into their eyes as the clients i was like you know what this this is the thing this this is is the business here yeah this is the deal Mm -hmm. knowing that we helped them we didn't get a mention on the show nor did we want one i think that they didn't need it the uh, the little check in they do at the end, unfortunately, it was before we came out. So they said they said oh, okay. they were really happy that the dead files came out and had some good advice, and they had they were promising them a good team, and so they were really happy about I think all had, that. We had um, was been like, well, in contact with them, and yeah, we, we had a so, date set, and so, so they, they were, were happy about. They were that. finally feeling hopeful, yeah. right? Right. When they sent yeah, that in, yeah. nice. it was about a week later that we came out. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, no, it's it, we we've been busy. We really have, and it's just going to be another busy year full of fun and adventure, and probably dragging you out to some. And- Let's go! I can't wait. I, I honestly, I'm so ready and excited because I feel like I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm riding this high of just yeah. feeling, getting in that momentum of getting back to who I am and squeegeeing mm. my whole 
uh, my whole system and and feeling more energetically and uh, 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 spiritually in tune. Yep. I can't wait to start experiencing some of these things again because I think it's just going to take it to the next level. California's full of them. There's Let's do it. No shortage of places to go. Let's go. We, you know what we should do? We should do the. Um, we should. I don't know when we're going to find a date. Sure. <clears throat> but we should do the night tour at Alcatraz. If oh. you've never been, you need to go. Are they Are they even operating right now? I don't know. That's a good question. Be, I don't know. Yeah. Once they are cleared for launch and we can we can do that because yeah i don't think they are right now yeah, but when we can actually, we absolutely but... should because that i i've done the the day tour which i really liked i would kind of suggest the sort of a hybrid of it like one of the last tours of the day but not pitch black so we can see some of the islands see the land and then experience it oh at but night the city too. looks yes. so amazing from across the bay well that's what i'm that saying does. like if you get yeah. sort of like at the this like a sunset tour where you can see some of the grounds before it gets dark yeah and then it gets dark yeah. and then you get that experience you kind of get the best of both, both worlds. worlds you really do get that like like that land that landing on some different different island different even though planet. it's just out in the middle <laughs> of the bay you as you pull into the dock there you really do get that feeling of going back in time yeah very much stuck so. there, right? Yeah. It is yeah. so weird there, but so neat too. Yeah. Unfortunately, I did just pull up the Alcatraz okay. website, yeah. and it's closed as a result of changes yeah, to public health guidance. December six update consistent with public health guidelines. Alcatraz has closed. Yeah, it, it, at some point, well, God days. willing, it'll it'll, it'll open reopen, back up yeah. and be back. And or we could just take a dinghy and just row <laughs> out there, you know. Instead of escaping from Alcatraz, we're going to break <laughs> yeah, in? Break into Alcatraz. <laughs> oh, man. The Rock 2. Oh, Breaking Lord. in. There was this... Um, That's great. There was this group that uh, did that, actually. I'm not going to mention the group, but, but there was this group, and they did the uh, the the Grove near, near Santa Rosa. Um, Bohemian. I couldn't think of the Bohemian mm. Grove. And uh, to talk about your conspiracy theories... Um, this don't, is a, don't go breaking into places, Yeah, don't folks. go there. No don't, trespassing, don't no breaking go in there, anywhere. People, whatever yeah. you do, don't go there. There's or TV shows in about, general. Well, actually. No trespassing. There's actually a TV show that, that went there, too. Um, and they, uh, the TV show ended up in the sheriff's department. Oh, Jesus. Really? Yeah. They, it was, and, and I think he lost the well, show. I, I don't know if he lost the show, but, but it was, I won't even say which show it was. I mean. But they went there and the, their, their show ended up in the sheriff's department and they had to like, okay, can we get our cameraman out of the cell, please? Right. Mm. I mean, it was embarrassing for them. Sure. <clears throat> and they had to issue apologies yeah, and stuff. You so gotta they do, have permission to go you gotta have any permission location. to go. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there's people that have done that. But the, the the point of my story here is not not to do stuff like that. But when when you take the dinghy to the places that you're not supposed to go, bad bad things happen. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, you're, and you're they, inviting bad things. Oh yeah, there, and, right? they, and they said on the on the episode of this one show, they the, they said the only reason we're letting you go is you're you're a well-known TV show. We got a few calls. Your calls were made. You know, they asked us for a favor. Well, we're not going to press charges this time. Uh, so, but don't ever come back. Wow! And that wow. was a TV show. So if you're just so, so if you're just some hey, we're just group a in Northern California, from Sacramento. Yeah, it's some paranormal group paranormal in, from Sacramento basically. like us, they're they're not gonna, you know, they're you, not might, gonna be, you might be talking about that. you might be talking about a year or two in jail. They uh, or you may just kind of disappear. But I don't it have is time for that. it is worth yeah I know right it's <laughs> worth reading about it's worth reading about and you can read about it and you can find out about it just don't go there it's really really <laughs> interesting Bohemian Grove it's where the uh, mightiest of the mighty go for a retreat. It's a it's a retreat for the the high and mighty of the political elite. 
Yeah, so just basically, oh. essentially, leave them the blank alone. And they don't. Right. Yeah, it's and right. it, it's patrolled with it's patrolled with people with machine guns. Yeah, they, I'm not they, they don't have a sense of humor. Bohemian Grove. Yeah, another thing to Google. Yeah, it's 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 a beautiful thing to read. There's a lot of places that are fun to read, really but not fun to, to go. Yeah, do not go there. It's, it's, it's like trying to go to Area 51. There, yeah. There's a lot of people that do like really cool, fun urban exploration and other things like that, and that's great. Just make sure you know where you're navigating, know where you're walking, make sure you're not on private property. If you see machine guns, don't go. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's all about you know I see a lot of these you know amateur you know things on online of people who are going places and doing paranormal explorations wherever they're going in buildings that could be dangerous they could get hurt they, they could yeah. be broken glass or nails or they're trespassing they don't have permission and so that yeah that definitely rubs me the wrong way is i talk so much about having respect for for the dead and, and their energy but you do have to respect like the land too yeah. and mm -hmm. where you're at and, and all of that and I no mean, the group wasn't us we never yeah, no, trespass no. It's, it, it's just, <laughs> it was it's not definitely not not a good idea because it shows an energetic disrespect for yeah. the surroundings Absolutely. you're not putting love into it and therefore then you could be inviting spiritual negativity mm -hmm. and maybe legal negativity and i'm not all about any of that yeah. you ain't got no time for that no. if there's uh they're talking about places you're not supposed to go yeah. going off in the weeds here a little bit but it's really funny there's a um, in Flight Simulator 10, you can do all these little activities. And I don't know, I wonder if Rob even knows this. I'll bet he does. But um, <clears throat> there are secret missions that aren't in the, the instructions in, in Flight Simulator. And they're secret and you have to know about them. They, huh. so, <clears throat> so the, and one's like where you have to fly this helicopter and pick up a whole bunch of people on top of the building. And, and, uh, and then you, and this is in Flight Simulator 10. Um, not giving any, any big trade secrets or here or anything. It's just sort of it's like the secret menu at Den and Out. But but uh, you go pick up the people at the building and you take them to the airport and and then you shut your engines down um, and then you just sit there for a second and you have to know to do that yeah. and you just sit sit there and let the simulation run for a second and all of a sudden it, I I found this out by accident because I was just I was playing with the buttons and shutting down all yeah. shutting down all the lights being and everything being a nerd. You know, shutting down the APU, doing everything you do in the real world, and your co-pilot starts talking to you. Oh. Uh, you know, and, I, and that never ever happens in flight simulator. Like that's never happened. He's like, "Well, some piece of good flying there, mate." <laughs> you know, I'm like, "What?" The? You know, am I hallucinating? You know, and, and, and he's gone. It's like, um, as you may know, we're not very, very not very far from uh, Las Vegas uh, International Airport, McCarran International Airport. And if you're interested, I've got a little side job for you. Oh, cool. <laughs> And it's like, you're like, uh, <laughs> you're just like, you know, you press one on the keyboard for yes. <laughs> and if you press two, it just ends. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 so but press one for, press one for yes. And you, and you have to fly to McCarran International and they have you, uh, they have you fly a flight for, uh, Janus Airlines. And what's, what's that? Janus Airlines is uh, the real world airline. I don't know if it still exists. Um, but it's uh, one of its top secret destinations is Area 51. Oh, really? Yeah, and so you, and so you get it. That's cool. And you, you, and you get it. Yeah, sure. and you get into this thing. You get into this uh, secret mission because you can fly these. These they're they're pre-designed missions. If you don't want to do the free flight ones, that uh, you have to. Uh, 
rescue hikers on Mount Rainier, and there's all there's all these different missions. But this is the secret one of the. I think there's two secret missions, and this was one of two, one of two. And you go in and you fly into Area 51, and you get passed by a UFO on the way to <laughs> Area 51, and you see you see a UFO, and you and this doesn't happen if you go there free flight. Yeah. But if you're doing the if you're doing the mission, you land at Area 51. There's all these black helicopters, and there's a giant uh, UFO landed at Area 51, that's so and, cool. and everything. And he's like, by the way. You can never tell anybody anything you've seen here. Uh, I, I'll arrange. I'll arrange for your departure. Goodbye. <laughs> you're like, what just happened? You just told us you weren't supposed to tell us. Man. Oh, sorry. And, and see, and spoil th- alert. And this <laughs> is part of Brent's self-care routine. Hey, I love it. it, it oh, I love flight simulator. His flight simulator is a big thing where he just needs to kind of detox emotionally from the day. Mm-hmm. Put him in front of his computer with his little, you know, airplane deal and his ha- joystick. Happy. Yeah, and his joystick, and and, and <laughs> happiness, you know, uh, ensues. I said it awesome. full realism, and just the math of it, uh, yeah. the math and the exactness of it, and the the complexity of it. Makes uh, him very uh, happy. Uh, um, I'm not, you know, I'm not bragging or anything, but it's it, that particular <laughs> that particular setup for me is. I believe it or not, I find it relaxing. A lot of people would find it nerve wracking. Uh-huh. I find it super relaxing to dial in that heading and make sure your altitude's right and yeah, get everything dialed in and. Uh, mm-hmm. That, I'm, I'm a big flight simulator nerd. Want to hear something weird? Yep, that I do. U- that, Always. That UFO story? Yeah. Deja vu. Huh. Oh, really? As uh, I was telling you? Like, I had a dream that you told, like, you, once you mentioned the, the UFO, yeah. it's like the same situation. We've, I've never told you about that before. I know. I know. Weird. See? Look, you're tapping in. You're getting, you're, you're getting your groove going. I like to see that. Well, on that note, I think we should... Put a cap on this episode because there's so much to digest, and 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 I think that uh, we could go on and on and on. And uh, I have to do some self care and get some sleep. Us too, as you should. Um, But thank you both so much, Melissa and Brent from Sack Spirit, SackSpirit.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, What's the hotline number again? No idea. Oh, okay. The hotline number is available (laughs) SackSpirit.com. It it Um, is, and it's also on our Facebook page. Oh, it's okay. it's all right. You know what? People, people don't give out phone numbers anymore. They just go to websites. Yeah, or social, honestly, social media. yeah. Don't the, even worry about it. The website and Facebook is the best way to find us, awesome. and we, we're here to help. It is 916-514-8162. Thank you. All right, the hotline. Uh, I still like it in writing. <laughs> Jeez. All right, guys. Uh, our own hotline. I have so much to Google, and there's so many great things going on this year. And thank I can't, you for I, having us. I can't <laughs> wait thank for you. This has just been amazing, and um, thank you for everything else that you both have done for me personally over the last couple of weeks. I wouldn't be where I am today without people like you. So thank you so much. It's all t- it's teamwork, man. Namaste. We're a family. The Rad. The Rad.